Rapidon Speedway proudly presents Rapidon Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapping on Racing. Jose, can you see by the dawn's early light was so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the rain Streaming and the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, says us the stars. Listeners, joining us now is my co-host, Dave Oliveri. Good evening, Dave. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. Just, I'm looking at the calendar, and August 1st, where did July go? But um, had a fun weekend, had a chance to head over to Pennsylvania Motor Speedway Saturday uh, for their scout night and fan appreciation night, and has some great things that happened there. And well, we'll we'll kind of touch upon that, but it was just great to see good weather. You know, Jim Zufall with the scouts and a nice crowd in Pittsburgh, and it's refreshing, Don. And we always keep asking, where is this next generation going to come from? And if it was any, any indication at Pittsburgh on Saturday night, I think I know we, we might be in some good hands. Not only the next generation, but a lot of lovely young ladies. There are, and I had a chance to, to meet some of them. I, I wanted to. I want to do it. It's just. It just. There were some unfortunate circumstances that we you might want to touch on, and um, that happened during hot laps, which kind of delayed some things. And some of the things that I wanted to do with the ladies, just we're going to have to postpone that to another date. But uh, yeah, a lot of them, and uh, we have a little special thing that we're going to probably air it in the next couple of weeks or whatever. Uh, for those of you who've ever watched NASCAR a couple of years ago, Michael Waltrip kind of did a walk down pit road and kind of gestured with the drivers. Well, I was able to do that on Fan Appreciation Night Saturday and got some great comments. And the most important thing that I took out of it, Don, was that for the drivers, this was, if not the, one of the most important nights of the year because they were able to meet and see these young kids and 
I had a chance to, we'll just use an example. I, I know you've been known Mike Ref since he was a kid. Uh, I said, Mike, it wasn't that many years ago that you were in this stands and uh, we're getting these autographs. I said, when I was doing it, we just got autographs. I said, nowadays it's like Halloween on a front straightaway. Yeah. Yeah, Michael, uh, first met him, I think he was about six years old, and he gave, gave me his notes at the banquet and said, hold this here, and he did his uh, acceptance speech. Hey, we got a jam-packed show tonight. Uh, Billy Rebar from Jennerstown Speedway is going to bring us up to speed on all Saturday's activities, and then a preview of the Motor Mountain Masters. It's kind of interesting, and we've talked about this many times. Albert Francis showed up. He was the 2020 late model track champion. I interviewed him a couple of days ago, and he won the feature. So our trend continues. Get an interview with Don or Dave on Wrapping on Racing, and you're going to have a checkered flag real quick. And if, if I'm, if I could be wrong, but Billy would have to let me know. But I think that's Albert's first appearance at the track this year because he said he was going to do some things outside of Jennerstown, and he, he does some touring series racing. But I know he was probably there as a, a shakedown for this coming week's Motor Mountain Masters. But, Don, we had talked earlier in the week before we were going to do the show, and you said you have some special memories with Dal Carnahan, Jook George, Ted Williams, and Bill Yankin. And just maybe in a, a snippet for the listeners, some great individuals there. Well, in uh, February of 1994... Uh, Don and I were going to Florida for Speed Weeks, and I asked Tal and Ted to come in and do the show. And they scheduled Jook George and Bill Yakin as guests. And we have some really precious moments when Bill and Jook were talking about starting their second year as an owner-driver team. And it was just, it's precious. And I know everybody that knew Jook is going to enjoy that. It was it just I, I was going through the archives and found it, and I thought, this is perfect for the Juke George Memorial. We're also going to have Auto Racing writer Ernie Saxton. Unfortunately, his wife passed away recently, and he's got a pretty big adjustment that he's going through. But he's uh, going to work with me on that uh, I want to thank my sponsors. They know who they are, and he's going to put some stuff in area. And I think little by little, we're going to get the message across. Well, if there's anybody that could say how I want to thank my sponsors, the years that Ernie's done it, and the workshop that he's done, Ernie certainly will be that person. So I'll be looking forward to seeing what Ernie has. And then I think our drivers uh, and our team owners need to take note. But uh, Also, we have Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway report with Tyler Harris and a Pro Stock feature winner, Brian Hutchko. Talk about what happened Saturday with uh, the confusion and the accident. Well, I happened to be down in turn one. It was the start of, you know, hot laps, and I saw the number 31 car, and it was having some distributor issues. And then I kind of was watching, and then you kind of, you know, we kind of get trained to watch different places. And I saw the red flag come out, and I saw, I heard that over the headsets that someone had flipped. Well, I kind of just waited because generally the, the hooks will come out, the ambulances go out, and you get the reports. Well, next thing you know, they were asking me to help some of the drivers to you know, turn off the engines of their cars, which I figured, boy, this is, something's up. So I took a walk to the back stretch of Pittsburgh, and here 
the 31 car somehow broke loose. And for those of you who are familiar with Pittsburgh, it, it, there's a little incline that goes down, and there's a guardrail, and it's probably up by uh, two or three feet. And the crate late model cleared the guardrail, kind of rode up on it, flipped off the track, and then smashed in to a couple of the pickup trucks. And one pickup truck, it literally, if it's not destroyed, it, it's it's got to be darn near close to it. And uh, this is the Catullus clan down there, so I believe it was Drew's truck that took the blunt of it. Uh, it had to be pulled out, but then, fortunately, Cody, who was in between the trucks, he got kind of slammed up against the bed of the one, and on the impact was so violent that his body actually dented. And there's pictures on Facebook, dented the side of the bed. And as precautionary measures, they took uh, uh, Logan, I said Cody, but it was Logan, to the hospital for a check out. And I know his mother's posted up. He's a little bit sore, might have a slight concussion, but uh, vehicles you can replace. But, uh, you know, I was just happy that. Uh, in that case, Logan wasn't hurt any worse than he was, and the best part of it is his two brothers won the features that night. So and it was a really uh, probably a tough beginning turned out to be a little positive note at the end. Well, I talked to his brother, Jonathan, today. I was going to schedule him to be on uh, Monday's show, but he had a commitment. He had a family birthday party. So he's going to be on next week, and he can bring us up to speed on everything that happened and the good news that everybody's going to be okay. Don, while I was at Pittsburgh on Saturday, I had a chance to sit down with Brandon Lockwich, the promoter of the Chook George Memorial, and Brandon told his story. And I wasn't familiar with it, so he's going to share it with our listeners, uh, his involvement with Chook, and we, we were talking about the gentleman that Jook was before, his experiencing with Jook and Jook's family growing up and just why he puts on this memorial for him every year. So I just think it's going to be a good listen for you know all our fans. My favorite Jook George story goes way back. He had uh, painted a couple of my cars, and I was visiting with him, and he was telling me that uh, he was going to surprise his daughter with a a parrot on uh, Christmas Eve. So he got one and they were hiding it. He put it in the closet and everybody was just going about their business, typical Christmas Eve. And the parrot says, it's dark in here. <laughs> Had to get the bird out and the surprise was over. And Brandon has, like I said, he was telling me some stories that were kind of you know off the cuff and it was just, uh, again, this is where Someone at a very young age, you know, hung out at the racetrack, connected with the family. You know, Brandon told me he's, you know, 38 years of age now, and the memories that he had, you know, with Chuck, and just, he says, some of them, after the races, they were out there in the parking lot with a campfire going, the sun's coming up, and those are the things that you can take wins and losses, and but you can't ever take away memories, and like I said, for uh, Brandon to continue to do this, I think this is year six or seven. Uh, it's a, a special event for so many people. Howie Bayless has uh, a great interview with Chris Rudolph where they talk about the Glade Neal car that was at Nostalgia Night, the number 603. 
And uh, we got a couple interviews with Late Trove feature winners, Michael Doritsky and Ryan Frazy. Got any closing thoughts? Anything you'd like to add? No, just, well, just in kind of closing, this will be a little teaser. All right, so maybe you can segue. I know the answer. I know you know the answer. But Drook's cars were always numbered 10. Yes. And there's uh, a reason for that. So yeah. We, so we keep the listeners guessing? Yeah, I think it's a good, uh, we'll elaborate on that next week. All right, well, that's about it on uh, plans for this week for to uh, venture up to Lernerville and then make a trip up to the Motor Mountain Masters on Saturday and hopefully we'll be able to chat with some of the drivers up at the Masters that we don't get a chance to see on a normal basis. Dave, great report. I appreciate that. I want to thank you and can you join us uh, in the third hour to go over the results? Be more than happy to, Don. Alright, thank you. This is the Banker Bob Plot for August the 1st, 2022. Time may be a great healer, but it's a lousy beautician. Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rapid On Racing. Listeners, joining us now, one of the busiest guys in motorsports, Billy Rebar from Jennerstein Speedway. Bill, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. Boy, what a night. You know, I thought it was nice. Josh Dunmire picked up his first win. Uh, kind of nice to see that 0-7 in victory lane again. Yeah, definitely familiar name, familiar colors, and a familiar number, but a different face with that number. Josh Dunmire, who is the son of legendary Northeast Regional Champion and past track champion Jeff Dunmire, gets his first career pro stock win. Really excited. The one-stop auto sales pro stock division has been some of the best racing we've seen all year. The division continues to grow. And, you know, starting position means a lot in that division because the competition is so equal. And Josh just has not had a good starting position. Uh, Fortunately, he was able to start up front and, you know, did an excellent job hitting his marks, pulled away from the field, and he was able to get that career first win. Really happy for him and his family. Great people to have at the racetrack and huge supporters. There were some other new faces. Do you want to cover any of those? Yeah, new faces as in new to 2022. I think he was the 2020 Jennerstown Speedway Martellus Pharmacy's late model champion. Albert Francis made his first start of the season. Albert had intentions of running about 10 or 12 races this year. Jennerstown had some issues with getting his rush motor verified with shortages of parts and things, had some difficulties with it. He just wasn't able to get out with his scheduled other races, doing some traveling. And this was his first race of the year. Wanted to come out and tune the car and get it ready for next week's Motor Mountain Masters, which we'll talk about here in a couple minutes. But Albert came out, tested earlier in the day, and he pretty much picked off where he left off last year with uh, visiting Stoney's Victory Lane. Uh, Albert has not competed with us this year, like we said, because he was busy. And it just so happened to be that we had made the decision earlier in the week that whoever won the Martellus Pharmacy late model division on Saturday night was going to be subjected to what we called a Cam Dr. Dawn. Didn't matter if it was Barry Audi, Mikey Heminger, whoever, that was going to be the process for whoever won that race. We do it two or three times a year. And what it does, it checks the cam lift and duration of the cams inside the motor without tearing the motor apart. And it just so happened that Albert, in his first appearance of the year, happened to win. And we had to 
perineum and tech, uh, they were extremely cooperative. You have to wait for the motors to cool off. And it's a pretty extensive process, but uh, the motor was, in fact, brand new and passed its flying colors. And once again, I want to congratulate them, but thank them for their cooperation because it is a timely process. And it's something we don't do every week for that reason. Uh, you know, these motors are certified from General Motors and sealed as well as the engine builders. But it is something we like to do our due diligence at the Jennerstown Speedway. And uh, we're pretty happy to see that his motor passed because that shows you that the system is working. I think it's nice that he's going to be in the next segment. He's going to be the guest that follows you. So talk about uh, having a lucky choice, you know? Yeah, that's right. I guess that's perfect timing. Get on the Don Gamble show, wrap it on race, and end up in Stoney's Victory Lane. Yeah. I get a kick out of Nate Valenti when he's in the booth. Okay, comes up and talks because Don wins the race, comes back up and talks. And for a young guy... He's got a very knowledgeable outlook on racing. He does. He blends a lot to the booth. He can articulate very well what the cars are doing or what it feels like from being in the driver's suit. And he really enjoys doing it. And he does a great job, and uh, we appreciate him helping. He'll tell you that those bleachers uh, get pretty, pretty mountainous as the night goes on, going up and down. But he does well for us, and we appreciate all the help he does. And I understand Brandon Rossi was filling in because Nate was on vacation. That's correct. Uh, Nate Rigotti's been doing an excellent job and went on what will probably be one of his last family vacations before he becomes a father here later in the year. So we wanted to really make sure he got to enjoy that with him and his wife. And uh, Brandon has filled in a couple times now this year. He's done a great job and getting really good at getting knowledgeable at racing. And uh, you know, he complimented Nate really well, and Nate complimented him and thanked them both for helping us out. I'm on a crusade to get drivers to do better Victory Lane interviews. And it's at the end of the show, generally in the third hour, and I call it Auto Racing 101 because I take the interviews, trim them down to two minutes, and put them at the end of the show so that the, the driver, his fans, his friends, whatever, can listen to it. And I have to compliment Caleb Vassos last night. He named every sponsor. And he didn't say, I want to thank my sponsors. That's the who, who they are. And he didn't miss anybody. I mean, here's a guy running in the four cylinders that ought to teach some of these late model guys across the board, everywhere, how to do a, an interview and, and acknowledge your sponsors. Exactly, Don. It's something that, like you said, I think every race car driver should have a two-day lesson in before they uh, go out and take the steering wheel between their hands. But I do think the... Uh, Interviews are improving, and they're getting better with everybody. Well, I have a fellow that runs at Pittsburgh, and he took my suggestion. He's going to put a little note uh, above the door on the passenger side of the car with all of his sponsors, and nobody will know except me. When he's getting interviewed, he can look out of the corner of his eye, and he can, he can acknowledge every sponsor. Dawn, for many, many years on the front stretch at Motordrome, there was a sign right below the yeah. license as driver, don't forget to thank the fans. Yes. I remember that sign. Hey, you had some big rigs there. Let's talk a little bit about TMT and MLM. Yes, so TMT Transportation has been a partner of ours for the last several years. And MLM is actually a division. It's the employee-operated-owned division of TMT Transportation. Great group of people. I mean, the crowd was outstanding, Dawn. It was probably in the top three biggest crowds of the season. And sometimes you get in the dog days of summer and, a lot of other things going on and a lot of other events, but my goodness, they all flocked to Jennerstown Speedway this Saturday night, 
and it was packed. And a lot of that was due to the wonderful members of TMT Transportation and MLM. They came out. I mean, they had hundreds, hundreds of people, drivers, and their families in attendance. And they got some of the nicest-looking tractor trailers you'll ever see. And they're looking for drivers. If there's anyone listening to this show, you have a CDL Class A and you're looking for a job, make sure you look up TMT Transportation. You can be home nightly, home on weekends. And he told me what those guys were making. And, man, it makes me second-guess about teaching. I should be driving a truck. (laughs) He also mentioned, what, they got six or eight new trucks coming in. That's correct. We were actually discussing, I mean, almost all their equipment is within the last three or four years old. It would be within two years old, but unfortunately, the supply chain with COVID, but it's newer equipment, it's safe equipment, and it's just a great company to work for. I've actually become pretty good friends with Jim Gibson. He lives right over here in Perryopolis, PA, which is right over the hill from me here in Smith, and so great people. Uh, I think they enjoy themselves, and they do a great job for us at Speedway. Let's talk about the Masters, the race that everybody's looking forward to. Over 10 states in Canada will be represented in the 5th Annual Motor Mountain Masters. We're really excited. We've got Xfinity driver and short track star Derek Griffith coming from Hudson, New Hampshire. We've got Barry Audi, the local favorite for everyone. we got Nicholas Noggle from Nova Scotia. We've got drivers from everywhere coming for that coveted prize of the $10,000 check in that chrism jacket. I know Corey Casagrande was involved in a wreck a couple weeks ago in a late model race for the Grand Estate Series, and they had to clip the front of that car, and they've been thrashing because Corey really, really wants to win that $10,000 to win Motor Mountain Masters. So a lot of excitement in the air, Dawn. I think it's something that's been circled on a lot of drivers' calendars for a long time, and there's a lot of drivers that wanted to come that just between hate to talk about the inflation and fuel prices and, you know, just work in general. Um, I you know, we're still looking at a 25 to 27 car field at some of the best of the best. What kind of a ride is it from Nova Scotia? That's a great question. I believe they're going to be in one of the Van Dorn racing development cars. So uh, my guess is he's going to fly in in uh, the Van Dorn brothers Butch and Johnny are probably going to be the ones crew chiefing and delivering the car. When you talk about dedication or commitment or the importance of this race, it doesn't get any better than that. Oh, you're exactly right, Don. Um, when these guys have put their schedules out in February and you see that a race in August is on there and it's ours, and one of those was Carson Hosevar has been running the Camping World Truck Series, but unfortunately he was involved in a, a wreck a few months ago and was injured and some of the scheduling things, they're not going to be able to make that race. But just the fact that it was even appearing on his schedule is really, really flattered. Bill, Don Gamble and a whole lot of people are looking forward to the Masters. Any closing thoughts? Anything else we need to share with the listeners? No, sir. We just want to let everybody know that tickets will be available at the gate. There is a free admission to the practice session. The grandstands on Friday. You can come out and watch these drivers hot lap their cars. And there'll be a free concert to follow with the Caitlin Rose Band at the Speedway Pavilion behind the main grandstand. So we're really excited. Hopefully Mother Nature cooperates, and uh, we have the 5th Annual Motor Mountain Masters. That thing with the drivers on Friday night is really popular. I understand that's one of the first things they ask you. Is that band going to be there over in the pavilion? It really is, Don. And it's kind of funny. We had a couple late entries, and... It was all because of word of mouth of how much fun and how relaxing and enjoyable the weekend is. And 
it was pretty easy for some of the drivers to convince the wives and put the kids in the truck and trailer and head to Jennerstown. And uh, that event on Friday night is really a great way for everybody to mingle and interact. Well, Bill Rebar, I want to thank you. Excellent report. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Don. This portion of today's program is brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. Race fans, this is Late Model Champ Barry Audi, and you're listening to Rapid on Race. Now let's get back to the show. Fans, joining us now is Albert Francis. Albert, good, good afternoon. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I want to talk a little bit about you, your team, Rack Hunter, and the Masters. Now, I understand you've been with Rack Hunter about two years, but that's a company in Canada. How did you connect get hooked up with Rack Hunter? Uh, just racing up in Jucasa, which used to be Cayuga yeah. Speedway. And, uh, I met a couple guys up there, and we hooked up, and it's been a relationship ever since. Well, it's a good sponsor, and the car is beautiful. You have one of the prettiest cars to come to Jennerstown. Now, I understand you've been in three of the Motor Mountain Masters already? Yep. And I know you, uh, you've you set fast time, and on regular racing, you've been to Victory Lane multiple times. Um, what made you decide to first come to Jennerstown? Was it the Masters, or were you there prior to that? Uh, Masters was actually my first race at Jennerstown. That was actually my first crate late model race that we ever ran. So, funny story about that is we actually had uh, bought a crate motor and decided to run it like three days before the race. So I didn't actually get to practice day or nothing, and we had a bunch of problems, but wow. we raced anyway. Now, prior to that, uh, previous racing experience, uh, most guys start out in the go-karts. W- where did you start? I ran go-karts for a couple years, but 
that really wasn't my thing. So I, I got out of those and then, I mean, I guess I was probably 10 years old. And then five years later, I got into late models. So you were 15 when you started in the late models. Wow. Was that on asphalt or dirt? Asphalt. It was an outlaw car. Cool. Now, when you're traveling around, and you haven't been to Jennerstown uh, recently, uh, where do you do most of your racing? Are you a certain circuit, or do you just pick and choose? Uh, We pick and choose a lot, but I run a lot with the CRA Super Series, and we're actually third in the points for that right now. Wonderful. But... uh, we pretty much run with anyone, Southern Super Series, um, pretty much anyone. Now, when you got into the go-karts, was anybody in the family in racing, or you just did this because it looked like it'd be a lot of fun? Um, my whole family's been in racing forever. I've been around racing my whole life. My dad actually used to run uh, on a bush team, and he used to work for Michael Waltrip as an engine builder. Interesting. That's how I got into it. But he was into racing a long time before that. Now, this is a stretch, and my mind's a little foggy on this, but was your dad ever involved as a driver or a team or an engineer at Heidelberg Raceway? I don't believe so, no. Okay, so I'm in the weeds on that one. Okay, so uh, the previous experience was the carts, and you took some time off and jumped right into the late model. What do you feel is the best part of racing? I mean, winning, but what else? Uh, just the way everyone treats each other. You know, everyone at the racetrack, we treat each other like a family. It's exactly what it is. It's like a family. And I know that the, the drivers love coming to Jennerstown because uh, Billy Rebar and his staff and the three-track owners, uh, they roll out the red carpet and they – uh, so many of the drivers I've talked to, they said, I love coming there because of the way I'm treated. But, you know, in some tracks across the country, you don't get that kind of treatment. Have you uh, found that it's a very friendly atmosphere at Jennerstown? Yeah, it's, a, it's the best around. Even the facility is just the nicest there is. I mean, well, not just the racetrack itself. I mean, you go outside, they get all the concessions. and They're just very fan-friendly and very racer-friendly. They're very proud of their concessions. Leanne Henry's in charge of that, and uh, she's always coming up with something new. I know uh, Billy was happy because one of the things they added to the menu was kielbasa and sauerkraut, and he says he has trouble walking past the concession stand because he wants to stop and eat all the time. If we were asking you your most memorable moment in racing, what would it be? Um, probably my first late model win, which was it. At Midvale Speedway, which uh, it took me two years to get it, but you know, once they they say after the first one that they get easier, but that doesn't seem like the case. Now I've been to Midvale uh, several years ago. How far is that from Paintsville? Is that pretty close? Hour and a half. Oh. I thought it was closer than that. Okay. Um, Now, on the other side of the coin, how about the most embarrassing moment in your racing career? Um, I don't know. Just a couple of the times where you, you know, you did something and you just, there's nothing you can do about it after it's over, so. Yeah, so it's, what was I thinking? And I wish I could take that back. Listeners, yeah. if, 
If you're just joining us, we're talking to Albert Francis, the driver of the Rack Hunter Racing car number 33. And if you go up to the Masters, just look for the prettiest black car on that racetrack. It's just gorgeous. Um, let's talk a little bit about how did you pick your car number? Uh, that's just been my dad's team number forever. I never really got a chance to actually pick my own. It was kind of... So, so d- number. Dad's been involved in racing for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have a couple pictures of him in Victory Lane. Uh, how about if we take a minute and mention uh, some of the sponsors in addition to Rack Hunter Racing? Uh, yeah, Hamco Tool and Development, uh, Francis Engineering, uh, League and Trucking, Emily Tool Supply, uh not looking at the car. I normally have a cheat sheet, but uh, Jet Hot. <laughs> little bit about Francis Engineering. What uh, type of work do they do? Uh, we're an engine build shop, so we build performance engines, crate engines, pretty much anything. So you obviously are running one of your own engines? Yes. Yeah. Very good. So when you bought your first car that had a crate engine, was that prior to Francis Engineering getting involved in engine building? Uh, we are actually not allowed to build the crates for Jennerstown because we have the uh, seal alliance, so it's SEAL seals, and they take rush seals. So I see. we actually have to run a box stock GM motor there unless yeah. we wanted to have someone else build it. But that's yeah. We don't want that. Yeah, well, that's interesting. How about the pit crew? In addition to Dad, who else helps on the car? Uh, Stephen Lankin, and we got uh, Justice. He helps out a lot. He's my spotter, and he helps out around the house, or around the shop. And uh, my girlfriend, Bree, and my stepmom, Michelle. And that's, that's really about it. Kind of just like a crew. How about championships or special victories? Uh, what are some of the ones that you really are proud of? I've won the championship at Jennerstown in 20. And it's the only championship I have, but I have a feature win at Midvale in the Outlaw Car, a feature win at Toledo in the Outlaw Car, and then I have three feature wins at Jennerstown in the Pro Car. Pretty bunch ni- of heat wins. Pretty nice resume. Well, I know the fans are looking forward to seeing you for the Motor Mountain Masters. Before we close, any special, anything you'd like to add, anyone else you'd like to thank? Just any sponsors that I forgot. There, I might have forgot them, but we always think about them. i really like to thank Bree for all the sacrifices she has to make for me to be able to go racing. I know it takes a lot of time away from us, so thanks. The ladies in racing are a very special person. Sounds like you've got a good one. Well, Albert, I want to thank you for being with us and wish you good luck at the Motor Mountain Masters. Thank you. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. This portion of today's program was brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, 
and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Listeners. On August the 6th at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, it's going to be the 33rd annual Juke George Memorial Race. Before I play the next segment, I want to explain where these interviews originated. In February of 1994, I was planning on being in Daytona for Speed Weeks. And I asked Dow Carnahan and Ted Williams to come to the radio station and do Rapping on Racing. Well, Dow started an interview with Jook George and Bill Yakin. And it was when Bill and Jook just teamed up. And I think you will really enjoy this interview. It brings back a lot of special memories of a great man. And we are back on Rapid on Racing. Down Ted with you this morning, and our guests are with us. I did not disconnect them this time. Jook George and Bill Yakin. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? Jook, how are you doing today? Real good. And Bill, yourself up there in Mars, what's it like in uh, on the other planets today? Uh, it's pretty nice up here. I love it up here. See? Out of the big city. Snowbird. Yeah, that's, it's a little nicer than down in the city. <laughs> A little more freedom up here. Uh, let's start with you, Jork. Uh, last year, I uh, teamed up with Bill, and uh, things went pretty good. Yeah, I think we had a pretty good year. Once everything got straightened out, it uh, it worked out real well. I was well satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. And, Bill, your thoughts on last season? Your first, uh, you know, with uh, Jork. Uh, I had a good year. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed racing this car. It was a different. Uh, it was a different kind of car than you'd driven before, right? 
Yeah, it took me a little bit getting used to, and we had to work out a few problems at the beginning of the year. But uh, after after we figured it all out, it, the car went pretty good. It, you know, by the end of the year, it was running in the top three all the time. Hey, Bill, was, was it much of an adjustment from going from basically being a car owner to just you know basically being driver for another team? Yeah, big adjustment. What uh, what, what was the biggest problem with doing that? Uh, well, I guess just uh, like. When I pull in, I like to do what I like to do to it, and and not being the owner in that. Uh, when you're driving for somebody, you gotta like talk to Jock and that, and figure out what to do to for the next race and that, and and then there's the his crew does it. So, but I like that too. Does it take a while to build up that that communication? I guess you hear a lot of people talking about that when drivers change teams, really on any level that. It takes a while to, to build up a rapport, what have you, to, to get the right information to the, the guys doing the setup for you. Right. It does take a lot. And uh, at the end of the year, we, we was doing real good. I mean, they, they they adjusted it to where I guess I wanted, and then when we talked, you know, it, it came out to where it, where it was good. So. And, Jork, on the other side of it, how hard is it for you as a car owner to, you know, adjust to different drivers. You've had a few now over the past few years. I'm sure none of their styles are exactly the same. Uh, there's not hardly any that had the same style. It makes <clears throat> makes it a little bit tough, but with us, we're used to it because we always have a driver. You know, it's never like one of us ever drove the car, but uh, it's just getting uh, the honeymoon over and, and getting into the whole deal. And uh, once you do that and once it starts to click, just like with Billy and us, uh, after a few, few weeks of... Uh, uh, walking on water, you know, uh, it it started to click, and once it did, then then we got fast. And uh, I think it was a real good decision on both of our parts, Billy's and ours. Uh, you know, uh, I think we'll do pretty good this year. Hey, Joke, what was uh, what was it like for you to be a part of the Fall Classic this year? Oh, I liked it. Yeah, I definitely liked it. Uh, we had had it together, and uh, the car worked well. And Billy done a good job. Billy's easy on tires, and that's uh, that's the name of that race. Yeah, that, that that's the name of the race. If you can uh, hold your tires together, you're you're going to go fast. And uh, that was a problem we had before. You know, we'd always uh, heat the tires up. Well, with Billy this year, we didn't, and uh, we see what happened. Billy, you won what three of the four fall classics? Yeah, three of them. The first two, and then Johnson <clears throat> won the third, and I won the fourth. Uh, any, you know, joke said about you're easy on tires, but uh, you know, there's got to be more to it than that. What do you attribute your success to in that race, which is really the only race for the the York Limited Lates at Pittsburgh that is longer than 20 laps, and it's 40 laps? Well, I, I, well, like the, I can remember the first couple. I just took it easy the first half of the race. I mean, you can't you can't win it in one in the first 20 laps. I was going to ask you that. I, I would have to imagine that the strategy does play a big part of that. Um, yeah, I mean, you, gotta, you, got, you guys are used to running flat out for 20 laps and, and a 40-lap race. In fact, I think the first year of the race, I mean, we had a heck of a time keeping it going because everybody was trying to win it in the first couple laps. Yeah, I can remember the first first year we started on a pool and we won it, but uh, there was a lot of yellows. And it's mainly just to uh, be, be cool and and uh, take your time and because the last 10, 15 laps you're going to have a couple yellows to, to really go on. And that's what I did the second year. I remember starting in the back in the second year, and I, I think it was about the 20th lap or 22nd lap I took over. And I just I just waited, you know. And then last year we started on a pull, and we, there, was, uh, there was quite a few yellows last year, too, I can remember. Mm-hmm. But it's mainly just using your head, I think, and 
not uh, abusing the car too much the first half of the race. Last year's race paid $2,000 to win. This year's race is going to pay $2,000 to win, plus a significant increase in the purse uh, down through. And it's, uh, it's a chance for the you know limited late models to shine. And did you feel any additional pressure at first, uh, the first year they had it? But now that it's been four years, five years, it seems like most of the guys are settling in. Well, believe me, it's, it's still like the first one to me. When I go out there and the first lap starts because it's, it's something that, that's, that it's the biggest race of the year, and it's, I always look forward to winning it. <laughs> and, Jook, you as a car owner uh, and working with Danny and Troy, I know a lot of, a lot of you guys go out and hustle to, to raise a lot of the money for the, for the purse for that race. Yeah, we, <clears throat> a lot of the guys that run in the races uh, uh, put money. Well, we're all businessmen, and we all, uh, you know, uh, donate back to it. It's, uh, you almost have to to get the purse up to where it, it is a good person. You got to give Danny and Troy a lot of credit because they're not even in that division anymore, and uh, I think they they work harder than anybody to uh, promote this race. And uh, uh, like I said, you boy, you, you know, you just can't say enough about what they do for it. Well, they do. They they rally everybody around it. That um, I mean, you've been running limited lights a long time, and and I think initially their vision to pull this whole thing together i mean has really turned this event into to get in the limited late model division a lot of the recognition that it deserves i i mean i don't know how many times it's that that those races come across the line three three wide you know guys four or five have a real good shot coming out of turn four to win that race well, you, you know what it is too i'm going to tell you a lot has to do with the speedway um for a long time when you run dirt no, nobody even paid any attention to the rules and uh that's when it got out of hand, and you had one guy winning all the time. And uh, now they kind of got the rules on their hand, and uh, they're keeping the rules the same for years. And if you keep the rules the same for years, you're going to actually keep the cost of it within reach. It, it's expensive, but uh, no matter what you do, if you play golf, it's expensive. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And um, and I and I think when the the thing when I think back to um, you know years ago, people were really. You know, everybody was chomping at the bit to write the limited late model division off, and when the rules were tightened up, um, you know, look at the field of cars now. You got 33, 34 limiteds coming out there. You've got potentially probably 15 cars that have a legitimate shot to, to win every week, and uh, that's you know, really as a promoter, I mean, you really look for that kind of uh, product to to sell. Basically, I mean, that's you know, that's what puts people in the stands. Well, you know, this is exactly it. And like I said, when they well, we was used to, like years ago running in Heidelberg, and a, and a rule was a rule. There was no grayness to it. It was either black or white. There was it, that was it. And then when we went and run dirt, I couldn't believe that you know why even write the rules? Just take them and hang them in the bathroom, you know, because uh, <laughs> that was what they was good for. Because nobody went by them. When the, somebody came in with aluminum wheels, they ran them. If somebody came in with coilovers, they ran them. They changed the rule for the cars. And uh, when uh, Molly took his division back and stiffened up the rules there uh, the first couple of years, and people knew that the rules were going to be uh, followed through, then you had to build a car towards the rules. And then that's when the racing got close because there was nobody with monster motors or nothing that was coming in, and it wasn't being checked and that. And, and i got to give a lot of credit to Prothman and uh, Jack and uh, the Mollies for uh, keeping it uh, within, uh, you know, where you're not going and, and, and just uh, wasting your time because if you can't go out on any given night and feel that you can win a race, there's no sense in going, and uh, with this way, I think there's uh, 
at least 10 or 15 cars out there on any given night can win a race. Absolutely. A lot of young guys, uh, Bill, your thoughts, a lot of young guys coming up in the division. Uh, last year, I thought Russ Colasar and Doug Crawford were probably two of the most improved drivers at the Speedway. Uh, both had some top five finishes, and you know, they were only in their second or third year racing, and I see a lot of good talent coming up in your class. Yeah, there is. There's going to be a lot of good cars this year, too. They few of them went out and got some new cars, too, I talked to at the banquet. And you got, uh, and you also got uh, Melmanic too. It's going right. to be up in there. Well, he's going to be someone to watch. And Mike and, Johnson, uh, Mike Johnson is going to move up to the late model class. So the, you know that leaves the door wide open. Yeah, it does. And you got uh, Ricky Thomas. You got uh, John Beatty and a Brighton Heights car is going to be running good this year. You got a lot of good cars that are going to be out there this year. It's going to be winning. How many years now have you been the runner-up in the points? I think it's the third year. Third year. So now that Mike's moved on, you're the favorite. I'm putting the pressure right on your shoulders right here today. You're the favorite. You're the man, Billy. You're the I man. like to win at least one. Joke wouldn't mind that either, I'm sure. No, he wouldn't. I'm sure he wouldn't. But I'm, I know there's there's 30 other cars out there that like to win it, too. Uh, are you happy? You know, Joke, you talk about the enforcement of the rules, and that's that's key. Do you like the rules uh, the way they are? And the, uh, the big one, of course, is the engine restriction. Yeah, that uh, that engine restriction and that, and and, and just wonder, Tab. Uh, I like it. I like when they, uh, uh, you know, uh, check the cars and, and enforce them. And uh, as long as you know that, you know you got an even shot to run up with anybody. And and if they don't enforce them, then then you're just wasting your time. You know, you're going to lose the division or any other division that you don't inspect the rules on. Any changes for this year, Jook? Uh, same car, or what's the, what's the uh, yeah, program going to be? <clears throat> same car. We tear it down every year and upgrade it, and uh, it, it, we take it down to our LA, and they put it on a jig and make sure it's straight, and the motor goes back down uh, to Indiana and uh, gets rebuilt and make sure it's all right, and uh, put it back together, and, and basically going with the same thing. It'll just all, you know, be all reworked and all, you know, new stuff that has to be replaced, new suspension and that. Would have a different look, or has uh, that, that be been decided yet? Again. Uh, we, we're waiting on a sponsorship, and uh, we don't know if we're going to get it or not. We might have to change the colors, but if they don't come through we here within the next week, it'll be red and white. Okay. And, Bill, what about you? Looking forward to the new year, I'm sure? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, you're always the guy at the banquet says, hey, I'm not sure about this year, but they, I think once March or February and March come around, you kind of get that itch again. Yeah, you do. You always do. It's, it's racing season. It always comes back. Well, it won't be long now. I mean, hopefully, we'll we'll get out of this uh, this snow situation and ice and everything else, and we'll all be back at the track here in the next few weeks. That's for sure. Gentlemen, thanks for being on today, and uh, uh, congratulate Danny and Troy on their uh, sportsman of the year. Sportsman of the their year. Sportsman award for that for them too. They deserve that. Yeah, that was a great honor, and uh, one of the big reasons that they got it was, like you said earlier, Jook. They're not even in that division anymore, but they continue to promote the race and raise money and, and help out. Uh, racing in general and that's that's why they want it well you know that's what makes your sport good because uh the people in this sport's not getting 20 million dollars a year and 15 million dollars a year we're doing it because we want to do it and we're doing it with our hearts not uh to make a big ton of money and, and uh to us i think racing is still the, the american heroes you know not the baseball players it's making the big bucks and all that okay thanks guys hey good luck this okay. year guys okay thanks. have a nice day you too and we'll be Bye. back with more rapping on racing in just a moment this portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive.
Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th Annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Good evening, listeners. This is Dave Oliveri, and we're currently at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, the Saturday before the 33rd annual Chuck George Memorial Race. And join me, I'll, I'll say he's the promoter. He's the person that's been hiding it for many, many years, Brandon Lockwich. Brandon, welcome to Wrapping on Racing. What we want to do is just tell everybody your involvement with the family and how you knew Jook as a youngster. You're still young, but at the same point, your involvement with them, because it, it's so important that, it, and, and I can relate, for many years, I didn't promote a race, but I did a lot of stuff for the Herb Scott Memorial. Herb Scott was my idol growing up. We all have some driver that we pick, and it may be someone that's totally obscure or someone that doesn't race, and it means a lot to us and obviously you've put your heart and soul into this race I'm just going to probably guess the last six or seven years and so now let's just tell the listeners first of all how you know the Joke family and your involvement with them. Well first Dave I need to thank you for having me as a guest on the show it's definitely a privilege but Joke I started coming to Pittsburgh Pennsylvania Motor Speedway I was born in 1984 so I'm 38 now which I think is old but but I've been coming here pretty much my whole life and Joke was from the next town over in Midway so when I came here as a youngster um, I, I knew the family but from the racetrack. I knew Jook. I knew his wife, Patty, his daughter, Dana, and his son, Jookie. Some of my best memories of coming out here, really, that I can remember, not necessarily the, the races, but a lot of times after the race, you know, we'd go out in the parking lot after the races, and, heck, we'd be out there till the sun came up, just, you know, shooting the breeze and just talking. And 
Joke was a real personable guy where, you know, I could ask him questions and he would talk to you, but it was like he wouldn't make you feel dumb or it wasn't like a nag. You know, some people, if you have some little kid asking you this and that, they were like, you know, get away. But it was never like that for Joke. So we got to know the family and there were, like I said, there were many Saturdays we were out there till the sun came up. So it was, those are probably my favorite memories of growing up at the races. And, you know, unfortunately we lost Joke to cancer in 1996, you know, far, far too soon. So... Um, the race, after he passed away, the race initially started in 1990 as the Fall Classic, which was headed up by the Holtgraver brothers, which I'm sure you know Danny and Troy. Um, they put the race together, and at that time it was 2000 to win, which back in 1990 was good money. So once Jook passed away in 1996, the name then became the Jook George Memorial, where it was the Fall Classic before. And, you know, I wouldn't want to say that the race was neglected, so to speak, but, you know, over the years it kind of just turned into like another regular $1,000-to-win show, and it really didn't have any prestige. And, you know, I, I seen what Vince Laboon had done with his father putting together a memorial race, and I thought, hey, just be something I'd like to try one time, you know, to say that I did it and, and see what it was like. But, you know, I, this is my seventh year now, and I'm still here, and every year I threaten to retire, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you say that every year. But it's just... It's really just a labor of love for me. I don't consider it work. I just enjoy what I do. I enjoy getting to interact with all the teams. I've gotten to make so many new friends from doing this that it's it's been really a, a worthwhile experience for me. Brent, I, I can relate to that because, like I said, the, my involvement with our, the Herb Scott Memorial over the years, and, and I finally had to make a decision a few years ago where it meant a lot to me, but these younger drivers, unfortunately, Herb was... It hasn't been gone that long, but these kids have no recollection of who that is. To so to still try to create that memory and that legacy, like you said, it's in your heart, but is it in the driver's heart? You know, all they're looking for, and and, and racing is tough today. I mean, you've had some setbacks this year, just to, with the, the way the economy is, and. It doesn't mean that much, but you know, you, like you said, you put your heart and soul to it, and sometimes it's not may not always be the best-paying race, or it's has the biggest purse. But you, know, you also have the involvement, you know, with Rush, and, and that's important. Where you know, when Vicky and Mike Series took over, there's they treat that race as like a crown jewel, something that Lucas has or the World of Outlaws has. And so, when you have guys, you know, a couple weeks ago, like Joe Martin coming down, and Joe Martin's not going to run Pittsburgh on a weekly basis, but he wants to come down and he wants to get the car set up. So again, so that's just you know your labor of love there, and and I know the family's still involved. That they come on a race day, and you also have some beautiful shirts you usually come up with a design every year so let's talk about the shirt this year yeah um back in 2018 i decided that a lot of people would ask dave you know are you going to get shirts made we'd like to have shirts to you know honor joke in the family and, and just a lot of a lot of people like having event shirts now i'm not going to lie to you especially the people that won the race to see their name on them but I decided to do a shirt, and I teamed up with Classic Inc. out of Butler, PA, and every year since 2018, they've done the event shirts for me, so they're great to work with. They seem to go over real well with the drivers, with the fans. Um, 
it's 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 good because like you said it's it's to keep the memory of these guys like the Herb Scotts, the Juke Georges alive, the people that basically laid the foundation for what we're enjoying today. So um, I enjoyed doing it. Like I said, the race and I have shirts made this year as you can see as we're sitting here. They're a nice blue color. So I will have some available at the race next week. So if anyone would like one, you can just get a hold of me on social. My name is Brandon Lockwich or if you see me at the track. But um, definitely looking forward to next week. I, I always say that every every the week of the race is always my most stressful week of the year because I'm worried about the weather. I'm worried about making sure I got all the sponsors. So, But you know, when I come here and see Jook's family here and they're all having a good time and the drivers are going to race for a good purse. It really just makes it all worth it at the end of the day. Listeners, we're talking to Brandon Lockwich, and we're talking about the upcoming George Memorial, and we're going to take a pause for a commercial message. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're back from our commercial break, and if you missed the first part of the interview, sitting with me is Brandon Lockwich, and Brandon is the promoter of the George Memorial, and this year is year number 33. And if you joined us for the first half of the interview, we told you a little bit about the history of the Jook and things like that, but, you know, Brandon, just in, in 
over the next course, you know, four or five minutes. Let's just, we know the race is, it's part of a rush series race. And like you said, there, there's so many things that are involved. And one of the things, I'm sitting here listening to you, you know, everybody wants a t-shirt. And that's probably one of the hardest things you do. I don't think it payoffs as hard as, as, as trying to like, oh, I, you know, Joe wants a t-shirt. I want an XL and I want this and I got to find you here. Meet me here. So I'm sure race day, you're going to probably have some associates handling the t-shirts. But again, it's a big race, and it's a, a race and a memory. And like you said, and when we do this, a lot of times people say, well, we're doing it for yourself. And yeah, in, in a way you are. But to me, when I would do something or the matter, I would happen to be at Hummingbird Speedway last weekend. I, I did a, a birthday for Louie. It, it's very important to me. But when I see the individuals, the families, they come out, the, the smiles on their face and you almost have to think there's a little bit of a, a deja vu and a flashback to when here's a track, a young man, and fans honoring my husband, my son, my their family. And it's just that part, for all the time and effort that you put in, it's all, it's all gone. Yeah, that, you're definitely right, Dave. That makes it all worth it because you got to remember, Joke raced at this track or owned a car, I should say, at this track since it opened back in 1979. So his family, when they come here, it's almost like a family reunion. They run into people they know, like, you know, Smokey, the Miley's. They see people in the stands. So to me, that at the end of the day, that's what makes it all worth it. You know, it is a lot of work. I'm not going to lie to you putting everything together, as I'm sure Vince Laboon would tell you the same thing. But our reward is at the end of the night when, you know, for him and it, honoring his dad and me for honoring Jook when we see the stands full and the cars in the pits that makes it all worthwhile and at the end of the day that's really all that is important to me what make sure that the Jooks have a good time and these racers have a, a prestigious race you know one they'd feel proud to say that hey we participated in the Jook George Memorial you know with that you said all this work Brandon there's a lot of people here since you've taken over this last six seven years have been a part of it some new some old some go some come uh, and like i said in in the economy today it's extremely difficult and especially when they make this like a touring series race these guys aren't just coming from it's a normal saturday night in pittsburgh i mean you have guys that are coming from upstate new york some guys from canada uh, logan roberson's coming up from virginia so there's guys that are coming and like i said i i, I know on race race week your biggest friend or the thing you're going to watch the most is the your app for your phone with the weather channel or what's on tv yeah that's that's true you know again i vince would tell you the same thing it's the week leading up to the race is stressful like you said dave it's not so much that you know making sure everything's in line because i got a pretty good handle on that but it's always thinking about like the weather or something gonna happen the track that isn't you know we didn't take into account now i will tell you in the list there's one good thing in my opinion anyways is that next week um, for the Joke George Memorial, the only other division racing will be the hobby stock. So it's only a two-division show, and it, it's good in a way because, you know, if it's hot like it is today when me and you are sitting here, you don't really want to have too, too many classes on the track. And then also if something happens unforeseen where you have to push back the start time or whatever, it gives you a little bit more leeway. So there'll be two classes next week. Um, like I said, the Joke George Memorial, which will be the rush touring race, and then also the hobby stocks, which always put on a phenomenal show here every week definitely excited to have them join the bill well i think that's important too brandon because again with these drivers coming far some of the fans come in 
And I know last weekend I had a two-hour drive home from up at Hummingbird. So if we can get out of the half-decent time, that gives them a, a chance to, to get back. But, you know, with that being said, just to wrap things up, there's a lot of people that help you and have helped you. And this is their, your time to let the, our listeners know who's going to be helping and if anybody has helped in the past that you want to give thanks to. Yeah, I definitely, like you said, I've been so blessed that, you know, most of the sponsors that I have have been with me since I took over back in 2016. So um, I definitely, first and foremost, I need to thank Jim Zarin and Zarin Truck and Auto. Um, me and Jim teamed up back in 2018 to make him the presenting sponsor of the race, and it's been a, a great ride. Now, unfortunately, Jim... You know, his wife has had some health issues and, and things with his business, like you said, with the economy. So he couldn't do what he did in the past years this year. But, you know, I always tell Jim, you know, I appreciate you for what you did for me in the past, not what you can do for me today. So I definitely want to thank Jim for all he's done. And then this year, I need to thank Josh Harvey from Next Gen Outdoor Service. He came on board to be the presenting sponsor of this race and took the void that Jim Zarin left. So it's been a huge help to me. And then some of the other sponsors, and I'm not meaning to slight anyone. There's so many. If I listed them all, me and you would be here till next week. But I need to thank, you know, Dale Charlier. He's been with me from the beginning. Troy Holtgraver from DNT Auto Body has been with me from the beginning. Bobby Castlevetter, he's been with me from the beginning. There's just been so many guys. And I definitely also need to thank Mike and Vicky from Rush. When we teamed up to make this a touring race back in 2017, I think it took it to the next level where it was went from just another race to, like you said, a crown jewel on the Rush Tour. And I know they look forward to it every year. So I need to, to thank any of the all the sponsors I plug on Facebook. You see me all the time on there. People probably get upset, but to me, it's important, Dave, to give recognition to those that help get you where you were, whether it's this year or, like in Jim's case, the last three years. So as our listeners are going to be hearing this on Monday evening throughout the week. Where can they f- maintain or check updates on the joke up until next Saturday? Yeah, they can check out. The, we'll have updates on the PPMS Facebook page. There'll be postings on the Rush, Rush Facebook page. And then if you follow me on Facebook at Brandon Locke, which I'll have updates on there as well. So we, in fact, just announced yesterday that the race will now pay 6010 to win, which is awesome. And then there's also a $1,000 contributor bonus. So let's just say hypothetically Kyle Lucon wins the race. If he sponsored financially at least one lap at $50, not only does he get the 6010 winning purse, but he'll also get a $1,000 bonus on top of that, courtesy of myself and Miley Motorsports. I think, didn't that happen last year or something like that? The person that won actually was a contributor and they got back that money. Yeah, we started that bonus back in 2019 and it's been claimed every year, so I would fully expect it to be claimed again this year. So definitely looking forward to the race. I um, hope the fans will come out and support the deal. I mean, to me, the most means that the fans come out and support Jook's family, all these drivers that are going to be here next week. Last but least... We heard the $10, or, or the 10 amount. I know what it is, you know what it is, but for that amount that you just said, this was it $6,010, just like the Laboon is a, a, a set amount was 17 just end this with what the 10 signifies to to you and the Jook family. Yes, the 10 in the end is significant because that was Jook's car number. And he actually picked that car number because his idol in racing was Lou Blaney. So that's where the 10 comes from. Well, Brandon, I want to, myself and from Don, but down in North Carolina, we want to thank you for everything that you do to make this race 
as successful it is and to put it on the map in western Pennsylvania. And I personally wish you nothing but the best of luck for next week. Thank you so much, Dave. Again, it was a privilege to be on here. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George, Steel City Classic and the two night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Fan Appreciation Night was a tremendous success this past Saturday, July the 30th at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. All of the cars were parked on the front stretch and the fans got to make their way down and see their drivers up close and personal as well as their cars. Drivers took pictures with fans, signed autographs, and some even gave away a lot of extras for the kids and the adults to take home. Scout Troop 4 of Munhall and Troop 653 of West Deer assisted Jim Zufall in the opening ceremonies to kick off the night. The Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models kicked off the feature racing action as they made their final preparations for the 33rd annual Juke George Steel City Classic presented by Next Gen Outdoor Services that takes place next Saturday, August the 6th. You can hear more about that with an interview with Dave Oliveri and Cletus later in the show. Cole Patrell looked as if he had a handle on things, leading the first 15 laps of the event, but Ben Police took the lead on the following lap and advanced to his third victory of the season and career win number 20 at PPMS. 
The most entertaining victory lane celebration and dirt racing ensued, and police spoke more about the win upon the completion of said celebration. He's coming out of the car, ladies and gentlemen. How about a tremendous round of applause for tonight's feature winner, the first three-time winner in Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Model Competition, Ben Police. Ben, you couldn't take a drink of beer. You wasted it all in your celebration. That's a bummer. I tell you what, I'll waste as many as I can this year. I uh, I love it, man. It was, I, I really, two weeks ago, I thought we had a second place car, and I found something. Same thing this week. You know, I, I thought, man, we're good. You know, second place car. Sean told me to go high one and two, and it, you know, I felt like I was catching him a little bit, and I knew the laps were counting down, and I said, screw it. I, I, I buried, it, buried it in the one and two, and it, it stuck, and I was like, man, we might have something here, and uh, it's it's always good to be the, the second place car through traffic. You know, you, you kind of hunt them down and use, use the lap cars to your advantage, and uh, I was able to pick him with the one lap car, and uh, that was just, that was awesome, and then my receiver wasn't it wasn't working so that last caution we were going into three and four and i seen the caution light come out and i i almost plowed into the yellow car i mean i i locked them up and there were cars everywhere and uh i thought man i i hope we don't get screwed here for for a two-lap shootout so uh that's nah, just awesome yeah, you avoided catastrophe a couple times out there. Tell you what, though, you've become the first three-time feature winner here in this division this season. And uh, a big race coming up, a 50-lapper, 6,000 reasons to park it here on the front stretch next week. Do you think you got the car to get it done? You know, we we always look forward to that race, and somehow we always screwed up. Uh, a few years ago, we sat on the pole and led half of it and burnt the tires up. So uh never really try a lot of things with this car, but tonight, you know, me and Sean, we went forth on, you know, what we're going to do, this, that, and we just made a couple small changes, and it, it seemed to really help from the heat race. A very probable front runner for the Joke George Seal City Class that gets it done here tonight, but you've got some people to thank. Let's uh, let's thank them. Oh, absolutely. You know, my family, my wife and, and daughter, Oakland, I'm sure they're listening back at home. Big thanks to them. Um, you know, we've been running every other week, and, and I told her, I said, you know, I want to race this week for autograph night, and I said, we can't miss the Joke race. So it's, it's going to be a little bit of a stressful week. Um, you know, got to thank my crew chief, Sean Phillips. It's uh, it's a two-man crew, man. It's it's me and him, and uh, you know, it, it just it works out good. And uh, everybody on the car that uh, that contributes, you know, producer supply company, Big Dog Energy, Carnival Properties, DH Services, Quality Machine Company, Lone Pine Construction, KSW Oil Field Rental, Corwin Motors, Lee's Plumbing and Excavating, uh, JD Enterprises. I mean. Every little person, you know, helps us buy another tire or, you know, replace some sheet metal. So I got to thank all of them. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear one more time for tonight's feature winner, driver out of Rice's Landing, Pennsylvania. That is Ben Police. Cole Patrell of Fallensby, West Virginia, would have to settle for the runner-up spot. The midway missile, Daryl Charlier, was third. Mike Ref piloted to fourth. And the all-pro, Dan Lepro, rounded out the top five. Patrell did take home a heat race victory, as did Daryl Charlier, and a scary situation took place in hot laps where something broke on DJ Nakudis' car. The car lost control going down the backstretch and found its way over the infield guardrail and into the pits. Everyone involved in the incident was okay, including Logan Catellis, who was spectating but involved in the incident. Logan was sent to the hospital as a precaution and is now doing well. Next up were a healthy field of Penn Ohio Pro Stocks for their 15-lap feature event. 
Cody Catellus was unsure if he should bring his car down fresh off of a second-place finish at Lernerville that night before, but I would say his decision to run the car paid its dividends as he took home his second-career pro-stock feature win. He dedicated the win to his younger brother, Logan Catellus, but ultimately, Cody's night wasn't over as he filled in for Logan in the hobby stocks, so victory lane was kept pretty short. Second best on the night was A.J. Poljak, who challenged Catellus heavy in the late stages of the race. Nick Kachuba would round out the podium. Frank McGill was fourth. And Bill Robertson made his season debut with us, finishing fifth. Brian Hutchko and Cody Catellus were your heat race winners. Moving on to the aforementioned Cheplik Packing Hobby Socks, the year of opportunity continues, and Jonathan Catellus drove the race of his life en route to his first career feature victory. He took the infamous victory lap around Dirt's Monster Half Mile with the checkered flag in hand, and he spoke about what it means to win his first. Ladies and gentlemen, let him hear you tonight. His first career feature win. Climbing out now, the 2K out of Stockdale, Pennsylvania, Jonathan Catellis. It was just a matter of time. It was just a matter of time, and you get it done here tonight. Tell me what's going through your mind right now. I don't know. I think it's a dream. I just, I did this for Logan. You know, I... I don't know. I'm speechless right now. Well, tell me about that race because you you ran second. You're behind your father. What was it like to pass your dad? What did that feel like? What was going through your mind? Oh, oh it was that was awesome. I, I it was I don't know. <laughs> well, you get behind the wheel of this car. This is your brother's car, and so not only do you have to overcome what all happened earlier in the night, but you have to get comfortable with a different car. So you had a lot to overcome here tonight, and uh, you got it done. Yeah, I for hot laps. It wasn't shifting right, so I pulled in, and the heat race was my first time around the track with it, and I got second, and then, yeah, that it felt so good. People that you would like to thank for making this all happen, John. Oh, I got to thank my mom, my dad, Pap, Kim, Cody, Logan, Blake, um, Kim, or Melissa, probably forgetting people, uh, Top Care, Long Care, uh, Hoods Up, Quick Lube, Drew's Auto Service. Yeah, and Logan, um, you know, he's still in the hospital right now. Hopefully um, he'll be out pretty soon, so this definitely will make him feel better. <laughs> you got that monkey off your back now. You see more wins in your future? Absolutely. I think, though, with, uh, I'm probably going to let Cody ride, drive it for the, uh, the bigger races, but, uh, no, this, this is awesome. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he earned it tonight. Let's hear it for your feature winner in the Chuplick Packing Hobby Socks, Jonathan Catellis. As mentioned in the interview, he had to pass his father, Gary, for the win. Gary Catellus finished second. Matt Bernard wasn't very far off at all, piloting his 15 car to a podium finish. Cody Catellus tried his best to make it an all-Catellus podium with a fourth-place finish, and points leader Frank McGill was fifth. Speaking of Frank, he picked up a heat race victory, as did Gary Catellus. The Crawford Auto Repair open four cylinders were next and highlighted an excellent eight-lap race between two young competitors. Susie Rudolph won into Saturday's race, tied in points with her father, Craig, but Susie Q would grab her fourth win of the season and reclaim the top spot in the points. Kyle Janis kept things interesting with Susie as the two went back and forth for several laps before Susie ultimately pulled away. The battle reminded her of their races together in the Young Guns division at the track. It's amazing to see just how far these two competitors have come in their young careers. Kyle Janis was ultimately second, and RJ Shaner from West Sunbury rounded out the podium. Chloe Jones was fourth, and Craig Rudolph was fifth. Susie swept the night as she picked up her sole heat race win. A few tidbits of information here. First off, a tough break for Lucas Weaver as he made his return after several weeks off. He had to put a brand new car together after his last one was totaled in a wreck. Weaver was involved on an on-track incident, which totaled this car as well. 
Second, you heard the name Chloe Jones. Chloe, a former competitor of the hobby stock division, was initially behind the wheel of her brand new pro stock on Saturday, but the transmission broke in hot laps. Her younger sister, Paige, started the night in the young guns, but something happened with the car causing Paige to pull off. The decision was made to put Chloe in Paige's young gun car and run the car in the open four feature instead. Last but certainly not least were the always safe flagging and traffic control young guns and a familiar face found their way back to victory lane. Emmy Laboon stretched out her points lead just a little bit more after winning her third race of the season. She was all smiles in victory lane, agreeing that this win helps make all of the struggles that her and her team have had to face over these past few weeks feel a little bit more at ease. She passed Sadie Snatchko, who at first appeared to be on her way to her career first win after leading a few laps, but Laboon ultimately would not be denied. Tyler Hollister finished second. Zoe Knight was third. Abby Gindelsberger finished fourth, and Gavin Kakalis completed the top five. Sadie Snatchko picked up the heat race victory. As I mentioned earlier in this segment, next up on the card is a big one. Next Gen Outdoor Services presents the Juke George Steel City Classic next Saturday night, August the 6th, for the Havas Auto and Chuck Supply Rush Dirt Late Models presented by Born to Run Lubricants. It will be a Flynn's Tire Touring Series event, which means that the top regional and even national stars will be making their way to Imperial to take on our local talent in a 50-lap event with a minimum payout of over $6,000 going to the winner. The Chaplick Packing Hobby Stocks will join the Rush Late Models, as will the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, with a last-minute edition being announced on Sunday night. This event carries a tentative rain date of Sunday, August 7th, if needed. This is a can't-miss event, as Cletus Motorsports does an incredible job of promoting this event each year on behalf of the Juke George family. This event will also be broadcasted live on Dirt.TV, so that fans can watch from the comfort of their home or the convenience of their mobile device, but nothing beats being there live and in person. Gates open at 5 with hot laps at 6, qualifying at 6.30 and racing at 7. For all scheduling and ticketing information, as well as our updated point standings, please visit our website at ppms.com. And be sure, if you haven't already, to follow us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and follow us on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Reporting for Rapid on Racing, I'm Tyler Harris. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. 
Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Hi, this is Ernie Saxton from Area Auto Racing News, and you are listening to Wrapping on Racing. Listeners, joining us now is one of the most knowledgeable men in motorsports, Ernie Saxton from Area Auto Racing News. Ernie, uh, good good afternoon. Uh, how are you? Uh, I'm doing fairly well considering the circumstances. As, as you know, I lost my wife of 47 years uh, last Friday and uh, having a little difficulty getting over that, but I did want to take a moment to thank all those people uh, out there that are sending uh, notes of sympathy and all that that means a lot to me and it'll help me get through this period of time if you think about all the times that Marilyn was making sacrifices so you could be successful you were a very lucky man I was very lucky man from the day that we said I do uh and uh, I'm sitting here today thinking about uh, what a great life we had together. When you add up the numbers, we, we made 63 trips to Las Vegas and 26 cruises and uh, 14 or 15 times at a Hawaiian island. So, uh, you know, we, we had a good life. And she was a driving force behind me. She corrected my mistakes and... Uh, pointed me in the right direction and gave me a lot of ideas that uh, proved to be very useful. You were very lucky to have her. I want to focus on something. As as we said, you're a a writer for Area Auto Racing News. And one of the main reasons why I have a subscription, you and Dave Dragovich and Walt Weimer and so many of the people from Western Pennsylvania are involved at Area Auto Racing. I want to thank my sponsors. They know who they are. Pick it up from there. Well, I've, uh, you brought up a point here that has bothered me for I don't know how long. Uh, you know, being an announcer, going down into victory lane and talking to uh, the winning driver, uh, here's their opportunity to give their sponsor some great exposure. The people are listening. They're taking pictures. They're doing all the things that you want them to do, and then you stand there and say, I want to thank uh, my sponsors. They know who they are. Well, that's not the right way to handle it. You should be able to uh, actually mention by name each sponsor that's on that race car and give them the appropriate recognition that they deserve and give them the exposure they deserve. They're they're footing the bill for you to go racing, and, uh, and... this is their reward, and uh, and I don't even know if reward is it. It's a business decision, and if you give them the exposure that they should get, then it can generate business, and as a result of that, 
you may just get at your sponsor upping the ante for the following season. You bring up a good point. Uh, last year, there was a driver from Western Pennsylvania that uh, no press release, no photos, no phone calls, no thank yous. And uh, that driver's now uh, doing the racing from the grandstands, lost every sponsor. Not surprising. Yeah. You know, one of the other things that, uh, and you know, I've been beating this uh, sponsorship to death for years and hoping people will learn from it, but uh, you'll also not just mention your sponsor, but also one of the things that bothers me immensely these days is when you're in Victory Lane, the promoters and organizations have decided they should fill Victory Lane up with all these signs and posters and stuff thanking their sponsors but blocking out the sponsors that are on the race car that should also be getting attention. And I've often thought that maybe someday some track will come up with an idea where you have a two-level victory lane where the race car and the driver are down here and then up above is the area where you put all the sponsors that have been involved and should be thanked for being part of the uh, presenting the race and so far, I haven't seen anybody do that, and I guess they don't think it's a good idea, but I just think it's fair to give everybody a, a fair share. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Ernie Saxton from Area Auto Racing News. Another thing that bothers me, uh, the pit crew will come out, there's 15 or 20 people, and they stand in front of the car for the photo. Wouldn't it make a lot more sense for them to stand behind the car? It's something I've uh, mentioned in columns over the years. I think that's a very good point you're making there. And uh, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem to change anything. I look at Victory Lane every week in area and in other uh, areas, maybe the local papers and things, and all of them are just like you've just described. All the pit crew is blocking out the names of the people who make it possible for them to be there and be part of the racing program. We have a couple good photographers in, in this area, and they will take one picture with just the driver and the flag standing somewhere in front of the car, and I applaud that. But so many of the tracks, it's the whole pit crew and whatever. Now, I think little by little we're making progress. I interviewed a driver last week, and he said, Don, I like your idea. What I'm going to do is I'm going on the roof on the passenger side of the car – I'm going to paste something on there with all my sponsors' names on it. So when I'm being interviewed, all I have to, out of the corner of my eye, all I have to do is look at the top of the roof of the car, and I can name everybody. And I applaud him. That's Brian Hutchko, one of the drivers in western Pennsylvania. And it's an excellent plan. It's an outstanding idea, and I, uh, I hope those listening uh, make sure that they start doing the same thing. Uh, it's it's not hard to do, uh, and it makes it a lot easier to give recognition to those who deserve it. And I, I hope it catches on, and maybe I'll steal it from you and put it in my column in a, in a coming issue and, and see if we can generate more interest. That would be great. I will, give, I will give you credit for it. It's not necessary. We're a team here. <laughs> now, you... Uh 
retired from announcing at Grandview many years ago, but I understand that you're going to stay on and do PR for Lenny Salmon's Motorsports Productions. Well, I hope to do, uh, hope to be there for Lenny and uh, for his motorsports show and, uh, uh, you know, help in any way I can. Uh, and also for the uh, indoor races uh, that he does and the motorsports show. I get a, a joy out of that, but, you know, and it gives me an opportunity to still be involved and I can do it from uh, uh, my hideout down in Ormond Beach, Florida. Sounds like a good plan. Uh, how can we tell people if they want to get Area Auto Racing? I love the digital uh, copy, but uh, they could go to areautoracing.com. They could, for a very reasonable amount of money, they can get the paper copy or the digital copy. And I like the digital because I was reading your column uh, two days ago. It's just a wonderful way to keep up to date on all the news. There's a lot of people out there that don't take advantage of that, but they're probably crusty old old timers like I am <laughs> that enjoy <laughs> that enjoy the opportunity to hold the paper in their hand and uh, and uh, read it, you know, uh, wherever they might be at the breakfast table or whatever. Uh, but you know, it's a lot different when you're reading a Wall Street Journal or your local daily newspaper that you get that day. Unfortunately, with area auto racing news, not their fault. Uh, you can't get them the paper uh, to hold in their hand that same day. So you got to look at it on the internet. And on the uh, postal service is not quite up to the job of getting the paper out to their subscribers at a reasonable time. I just spoke to somebody yesterday uh, down in Florida told me it takes them uh, at least a week to get a copy of Area Auto Racing News, and they go to the Internet and read it there. And I, I think it's great. And you can get a subscription, I believe, on the Internet for area that's cheaper than buying the paper, uh, you know, like maybe you and I do. I agree, and I have the same problem. Seven days, I'll get the paper. Any closing thoughts? Uh, anything we missed? I just I just want to make one other comment about the paper, and uh, it's a shame that the Postal Service, you know, I, when I'm in Florida, sometimes it's almost two weeks before I get the paper, so it's uh, it gets to be a challenge. And I, I thank uh, I thank Lenny for having it on the internet every uh, week when I'm down there. And clo closing thoughts, uh, I, I don't want to beat this to death. I, I lost my life partner, my uh, woman who did so much to make me whatever I've turned out to be. And this, at this time last Friday, the rescue squad was working on her, trying to save her life, and it didn't work out. And God, I miss her, and I, that's all I could say. I, I'm, I'm recovering, and uh, I, it's going to be a while, but I thank all those who took the time an effort to, to send me uh, sympathy, sympathies. You have touched a lot of lives in motorsports, and I'm one of them, and I thank you for being with us today. Well, my pleasure, and thank you, and have a great weekend. I hope it's a sunny, bright weekend, but not too hot. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. 
Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Racing, right now we're going to get a word with one of the owners of the nostalgia car that's here on display up at Lernerville Speedway. The Glaynail Environmental Air 603 is owned by former big block driver Chris Rudolph. Chris, why don't you tell us a little something about this car, please? Uh, this is a car that Glaynail had had built for the Senior Series, and he got to run it two times before he passed away. It was one of the newest cars that he had, and uh, it actually was sitting in a barn for 18 years, and I contacted his son Paul, and uh, Paul was gracious enough to let us have it so we could do what we do with it now. What made you decide to go after one of Glade's cars versus anybody else? I mean, it's it's a beautiful car, but are you uh, a Mopar man? Well, in the 90s when we were racing Enduros, my dad was racing in the Senior Series and so was Glade. And we actually built all those cars back then in the 90s when when we were doing that. So this was actually one of the cars that we were working on that we knew was coming that we didn't get a whole lot of experience with because it was new. And then uh, I didn't know that Paul still had it. And him and I had talked one day and we talked about it and that's how it came about. So you guys actually built this car? We didn't build this car. This car was built by uh, one of the Arrington boys down in uh, Virginia. That's who Glade had built it. And then we were going to maintain it after that, which we never really got a chance to do because Glade had passed. So this is, uh, I believe his last race was at Jennerstown. And didn't he wreck the car or am I at the wrong race? Uh, that was the wrong race. This car debuted at Motordrome. We ran it one time there and then we ran it at 
at PMS, but we had run the other car at Motodrome. That's the car you're referring to. And did you guys uh, supply anything, or did the Neal family supply anything, or all this chassis and the frame and everything just came out of Virginia? Yeah, the whole thing came out of Virginia. They had built the whole car down there. Tell us about the car itself. What it, would it be comparable to up here? Uh, a pure stock or anything like that? Yeah, basically that's what it's compared to back in those days was a, a pure stock or a hobby stock, basically. It's a, it's a little different than what they run now as far as the uh, like what they run here, the crate cars. It's got a little bit more motor in it than that. Was this car built for dirt or for asphalt? It actually was built for both because that's what we were running back then. We were running dirt and asphalt, so we would just put asphalt tires on it and change the setup a little bit. Okay. If I remember right, a lot of the Senior Series guys, when they would come to the asphalt, would borrow cars. But this car is basically built to run on either uh, surface. Correct, yep. And the other car that we had prepared for Glade ran on both also. Was that one a Dodge Magnum? Uh, one was a Satellite, one was a Fury, and then uh, this car is a Duster. Or a DB. How hard was it to get the body panels or Ayrton's were able to provide all that stuff? And they're old Mopar guys themselves from uh, back in Nashville. They ran the number 67. Buddy Ayrton drove the car. Yeah, that's correct. And uh, they they found the whole shell, and it's actually, that's the way I got it. I didn't do anything to this car, but paint a little bit of the interior. We were able to just clean it up, and I had to have a motor rebuilt because the block was cracked when we got it. So we did, we took all the internals out of that motor and put in a different block, so. And do you ever want to run it, or you just like taking it to the shows? Yeah, no, I just like taking it to the shows. I wouldn't want to race it and then get it all beat up. We kind of like it the way it is, so we're just going to just show it. You bring it up here every year in Nostalgia Night. What are some of the other places that if somebody wanted to see the car, they could uh, stop by and see a piece of racing history? I keep it at the, I keep it right there down by the shop in Gibsonia. I, it's really accessible, and, and we'd like to try and get it out to a couple more shows here this year instead of just having it here, uh, but we're working on that. And the car, like I said, I mean, it's, the body on it's perfect, and it's kind of cool when you look at it. You see some of the old uh, stickers are on it, wrapping on race, and parts plus from Verona, chairman. Uh, Egypt uh, Motor Oil. They were all sponsors of the Pittsburgh Senior Series. Yes, they were, and that's actually the the original sticker uh, deal. That was all still on there, so that's one of the reasons why we didn't want to change anything because, you know, it still has all those stickers from back then. And how did Glade do when he raced it? You said he was only behind the wheel twice, but did he have any success with the car? Uh, this car, I don't we didn't really have too much success with it because we didn't get a chance really to work with it because uh, the one the one race that they did race with it, uh, I think we were just getting some bugs worked out of it, and then he had passed, so we didn't get to do a whole lot. But he did really have a good good uh, success with the other cars that we built. He won the championship for the Senior Series in one year with us. So, What happened with the other cars? Are they uh, in race car heaven or any of them still around? 
I think a lot of them got crushed. I do know where the original last car that my dad drove is, and I've been trying to get it off of that guy. He doesn't want to sell it, but that was an old uh, Roadrunner that we turned into a car that my dad drove. I don't know if you remember that one. We won a race at PMS with that one night. Uh, it was a red 32. It was a big race, and that car ran really good. So might might get that back at some point if I can work out a deal. You know, it's crazy to think that this car was built so long ago, but, I mean, it, it it just looks amazing. You should be very proud of what you have. Oh, thank you, and and we're happy to have it, and it's nice for me because it's the car. Like, it's not a it's not a reproduction car. It's not a car we put together to replicate it. This is his actual car, so it means a lot for me to, to keep up with this because, you know, I, I was very fond of Glade, and, and we had a lot of good times together. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you bringing the car and uh, bringing a piece of history back. And I'm telling you, Ray Sands, if you ever have the opportunity, you got to come down and see this car. It is actually beautiful. Thank you, Chris. All right. Thanks, Hal. I appreciate it. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Stock car boy, he too much to believe. You know we always got an extra 
like a cigarette rolled up in his t-shirt sleeve. He got a tattoo on his arm, I said, baby, he got another one that just say, hey, whatever Sunday afternoon is a dirt track demon in a 57 Chevrolet. Listeners, joining us, one of racing's really nice guys, Brian Hutchko. Brian, good evening. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Don. Good evening yourself. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, you've been involved in so many different things in racing, and we'll get to the points and how you're running and your feature wins, but am I on the right page that last year you were helping to prepare the track? I've been helping out the track. This would be the third season I've been out there helping them, prepping the track, helping Ben Miley, Brian Underwood, and Brian's dad. From during the week, we go out there normally on Wednesday night, tomorrow night. Uh, this is Tuesday night. Tomorrow night, we'll go out there and, and grade the track throughout the, the day. Brian, Will, and I normally come out there with Ben and uh, another guy, Rich, and we try to finish up later in the evening, get it packed in, throw some water on it, pack it down nice and tight after it's all graded. But, yeah, I've been trying to help them the most that I can with things around the facility, trying to make it better for all of our fellow competitors and fans out there. Well, that's a compliment for Brian Hutchko to be doing that. Now, I have a question you had indicated prior to us doing this interview that when the track is slick, your car doesn't seem to be comfortable. Well, when you're preparing the track, can't you fix it so it's not slick? Yeah, I mean... Well, I we can do that to an extent, but I mean, we a lot of people last year uh, said the track was too heavy and too hard on equipment, and it made the track super fast, which was enjoyable. But a lot of the other racers weren't didn't really like that too much. So I heard a bunch of people talking about it. Some people mentioned it to me, and I said, "You want dry slick? We're going to give you dry slick." So that's what we've been giving everybody this year. Okay. How do you, uh, what was your reason for getting involved in racing? Reason getting involved in racing. My dad used to race way back in the day at Heidelberg, Clinton Speedway, South Park, North Hills, Motordrome. He ran against uh, Joke George, uh, Dale Charlier, of course. That's, that's the big reason how I was able to still stay with this. And my dad, he gave it up in... 1993 i was born in 86 he gave it up and uh him and dale became good friends through racing and that's how we started building the uh tri-state motorsport panther chassis for uh dirt and asphalt with dale charlier daryl and uh tubby charlier and it's just kind of been with me ever since i was born well i got a really and that's some good people you uh, associate with I got a good question or a funny story about uh, Dale Charlier and the Panther chassis. Now, Mark Flick was driving one at Motordrome, and he was winning everything. And I saw Dale at the concession stand at Lernerville, and I said, Dale, you're a dirt guy. You built one of the best asphalt chassis in the tri-state area. What's the secret? And he said, I have no idea. But, boy, that car was fast. Mark Flick, he, Mark. he won everything but the 50-50 raffle up there. It was just unbelievable. So with all these jobs in racing, you know, you're, you're helping out uh, some of the other guys, and you involved in track prep. Uh, am I missing anything? Are there any other jobs in racing you did before? Oh, no. I mean, I grew, I grew up down there at, at Dale Charlier's place, down at Charlier's. I mean, 
me and my dad, our, our shop night down there was 7 o'clock, 7.30, Monday through Friday. And if we were racing on Friday, everybody would get out of school early. Me and Daryl, we went to school together, grew up together since we were little kids. We'd both get picked up from school. We'd run run back to the shop, get everything loaded up, jump in the dually, and we'd take off. And that was our weekend. We didn't get to get in much trouble. We were well, too busy washing the car and nothing and bolt checking everything for the mm-hmm. following day. And good times. Boy, Daryl's having a good year. He's amazing. Every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just, you got some good friends. That's good. What's the toughest part of racing other than the cost for you? What's the toughest? Toughest part for me is making the time to put the most amount of effort into my racing program to put out the best product possible for myself, my sponsors, and to be able to put on a good show for a fan. Having having help at home is, is the hardest part for me a lot because I don't have a garage. I work on my back patio, and if I'm not on the back patio and it's raining, it's in my enclosed trailer, and I work on it inside. So it's it's hard to do things. I, re, I rely on a couple of my friends that have shops that when, like, I just swap motors in a car. I had it over my buddy uh, Carl Wiedenhofer. I used to rent his garage off him. I took the car over there to swap motors. I was there for two, three days and was able to throw it on a set of scales that Bob Swartz, uh, Miller let me borrow off him. I mean, it's those people that make it possible for me to do what I need to do to be where I need to be and be successful. Your circle of friends is pretty good. Everybody you mentioned, they're just top, top notch. Uh, what would you say is your favorite or most memorable moment in racing? I mean, I think it'd probably be everybody's. For me, it was definitely my first win because I, my first year of racing was in 2007 in the hobby stock division at PMS. Couldn't get out of my own way. I thought I was flying, and then I got lapped by Davey Lee, Eric Goldberg, Ron O'Patchen, uh, Skip Lewandowski, uh, Butch. I mean, those guys freight trained me, Robbie Torrens, Ian Tomine. I thought I was Dale Earnhardt until they passed me. <laughs> And then the uh, following year, me and my dad bought another car for him. We are going to have a father-son team. And on March 29th, 2008, that was the night of practice at PMS, and he ended up passing away in the hospital, and none of us knew about it. And I went to the track for practice and everything and then found out afterwards that he had, he had passed. And then we came out that year, and that was our, the start of our, our career, so to speak. We started winning races, racing with Gary Catellis, Tony White, uh, Davey Lee was still involved at that time, still still getting her done. That was probably the, the most hard moment of my racing career was, was getting my first win. Now, Pittsburgh is your home track, and you're very successful down there. Uh, have you or do you plan to do any traveling? Yeah, I want to try to do some traveling here in the upcoming weeks. Uh, we have a couple weeks off here at PMS. Uh, I think it's August. We won't be there for the Jook race. They have the Hobby Stocks racing. So we are in the process right now planning on if we're going to go to Lernerville on that Friday for the Penn, Ohio, and then follow up either going to Sharon Speedway or possibly Latrobe. I really want to go to Latrobe. I raced a ton of uh, E-Mod, Open E-Mod, and Econimod races up at Sharon. But I, I'd really like to venture up to Latrobe. I hear a lot of good things about the facility. 
and I like to make my way up there and see what it's all about there. It's a nice so, big track. I ro- I raced there for years. It's it's quite the facility. Um, how did you pick your number? My number was my football number back in high school. My first year playing football, I was number 77, and that was my ninth grade year. Then when I came back from my 10th grade year, I looked over at another kid, and I said, that's my number. He, that's what the coach gave me. I looked down, and he said, well, you're going to play a different position this year. I'm going to move you around the, on the field a little bit more this year. I'm going to make you a little more versatile, so you're going to be number 60. Okay. So that's how, how I got it. Yeah. Being well, you got to do what the coach says. Fans, stay with us. We need to take a break. We'll be back with more comments from Brian Hutchko after these messages. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George, Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. All right, listeners, we're back. We're talking to Brian Hutchko, the driver of the number 60 Pro Stock at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Field a little bit more this year. I'm going to make you a little more versatile, so you're going to be number 60. Okay. So that's how, how I got it. Yeah. Well, you got to do what the coach says. Um, let's talk about the people that help you pay the bills, your sponsors. Oh, man, my sponsors. I mean, I, I'm so grateful to have the sponsors that I have that have continued to stick with me throughout the years since 2007. I still got original people that have been, been here with me. Uh, this year, huge sponsor for me, probably the biggest one I've ever had in my entire career would be the uh, Always Safe Flagging Traffic and Control out of uh, McDonald, PA. That would be uh, CJ or JC, Bill, and his father, William. They, uh, it's a funny story, actually. They I sold race shirts, and I sold out of 120 shirts in four hours, and a guy local bought one, wore it down to the local Giant Eagle, and they saw the shirt, and they contacted me through Facebook, and that's how we got got the ball rolling on getting a sponsorship on the car. I saw and, uh, pictures of those shirts. They're gorgeous. Who did your shirts? Tom Crow, Tom Crow Designs. He did all the design work. He designed our wrap and he designed our T-shirt design for us. Super nice guy. Price, I mean, price is hard to beat. And for the quality of product he puts out, I mean, Tom Crow, he he is the man. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, he he just floored me right away with the design, making it first time. Did it, done it. It was it was perfect. Everyone loves it. And where's uh, he located? Tom Crow, he is up on the other side of 22. Oh, man, I'm not sure. Is it? He d- he does it on like a side hobby, doing yeah. ra- ra- yeah. graphics and T-shirts. 
Yeah. But uh, he has a late model he races up at Dog Hollow and Marion Center. He races up there. I forget who his driver's name is, though. It's going yeah. to bug me. Well, that's okay. If somebody wants to get in touch with him, uh, they could email me here at uh, Wrapping on Racing, and we'll track them down. Uh, now, did we get all the sponsors? You got a couple more. Oh, yeah. We, we got a bunch more. So we got Always Safe Flagging, Traffic and Control. We have Real Nuts Vodka out of Oakdale, locally made. You won't find a better product. Look them up online or on Facebook. They uh, will deliver right to your, your establishment. Taylor Autobody, Jeff Bronischewski. Man goes above and beyond for so many people. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Uh, Mousetrap Bar and Grill. They've been with me from the start. Uh, Johnny's Landscaping, Johnny Steele. Highland Homestead Farms, that's a new sponsor for us this year also. Uh, Tim Gold Racing, Rapid Design, Quitting. Uh, Keystone Tag and Auto, Notary over here in Oakdale. We also have Three Rivers Karting, now known as Three River Entertainment, Daryl Charlier. We also have uh, Kyle Lucon, who did the body on this car this year. Phenomenal job. I haven't seen craftsmanship like that in a long time. Uh, Primetime Tree and Landscaping. We also have Stush's Automotive, Stushadowski over in Hill Station. Family friend, longtime uh, sponsor with us. Another good sponsor, uh, Imperial Heights Garage, Kurt Havidel. I've known him since I was knee-high to a grasshopper through Dale Charlier and Daryl and him. Uh, JP Heating and Cooling. Uh, A.J. Poljack, I can't say enough about the motor that I got last year that he built. for. That was a motor for Daryl and Ben Laboon and their stock car that I purchased off of them. Motor was great, no issues, and then he built me this new this new motor, and I'm, I'm just floored by the performance I've got out of it Saturday with a win with, with a brand-new motor. And I think, I think, I think, uh, Renegade Race Fuels, uh, Len Dervashowski, he's a, uh, the master dealer in the Pittsburgh area. That's where I get all of our our fuel supply off of uh, him, and he he sells Renegade Race Fuel. They they keep us fueled and powered to get to the front. I think it's ironic that AJ Poljack is currently leading the points. He has two feature wins. You're two points behind him, also with two feature wins. So the guy that's building your motors is making them good enough that you can chase them down in the point standings. When we talk about racing and we talk about it being a family, that's an excellent example. Yeah, I mean, that, that guy, he went above and beyond. Uh, Bob Walters, he was my original engine builder, and he passed away over the winter. It was a terrible thing. And he was in the process of trying to build this motor when when things happened, and A.J., came to me right away and asked if he could take over the build and I, I let him take over the build and, and build it how he saw fit and he built one heck of a power plant for me and not only as an engine builder but as a person in general I mean we became good friends over the years through me competing against them racing hobby stocks and stuff I mean you'll you'll never find people like you do in racing I mean we talked about it before I mean this is a family sport I consider people that I race with more family than my own family than I have at home. Yeah, We're always there for one another, no matter what it is. How about pit crew? Uh, who helps you with the car? Pit crew. I got I got my wife first off, my wife Shannon. I couldn't do it without her. Uh, 
my buddy Zach Hess, him and his wife Jenna, they uh, three weeks ago they were lucky enough and blessed to have a uh, a son Parker just came into the world here, so it's it's getting harder for him to come out to the track. But I'll take any any time that I can with him. You know, he's got a son to raise now, and happy for him and his wife Jenna. Uh, Carl Wiedenhofer, Chelsea Wiedenhofer, him and his wife, that's where I borrow his garage from time to time. Justin Linville, his uh, wife, Jamie, they come off the track when they can. Zach Forster, he's a good friend of mine. He came with me Saturday to give me a hand. Believe it or not, Daryl Charlier, Tanya Charlier, Kurt Habedale, I mean, Ben Laboon, Dave McManus. I mean, we're all one big pit crew for each other over there. Brad Spock, you know, Daryl's sponsor. George from Bud's Place, he, we're always there to help each other, whether it's at home here or at the track. We make it happen as a family. you got some great people that you uh, spend some time with. Well, we're coming up on a uh, commercial break, but as I mentioned, A.J.'s leading in points. He's got two points above you, but uh, on any given night with your pole jack engine, you can chase him down, I think that's great. Any closing thoughts, anything we need to add? Uh, I just need to thank uh, thank my wife first and foremost for allowing me to do this, and I need to thank uh, the other person. I need to thank is uh, Excello Race Racing Uniforms, keeping me safe in the car, and uh, I I can't think of anyone else besides all my sponsors, my friends and family, and and you for having the radio show and bringing me on. Isn't it amazing that a T-shirt at Giant Eagle got you a sponsor? You never know, and, and I keep telling these guys, you know, they have to publicize their sponsors, and indirectly, this was an excellent opportunity for you to add to your uh, your team. Yes, it was, it was, it was a, I, I call it a miracle in my eyes, because you don't, you don't see or hear too much of that happening in, in the racing world nowadays, stuff like that. I mean, they're, they're super great people, super supportive, and I just hope I can get some more wins for us and even possibly a championship this year. I've been trying to chase one of these down. I started in this division in 2013, and I'm hoping now to finally capture that after stepping away from this division. What was that, 2000, end of 2014, I stepped away and went out into the open modified world for a couple years, and last year was my first year back in the Penn, Ohio division. Well, Brian Hutchko, I want to thank you for being with us and wish you good luck uh, as you chase AJ for that championship. I uh, thank you, Don. I appreciate everything you do. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor. You know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. 
He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. In tonight's edition of Auto Racing 101, we're going to share some Victory Lane interviews with Caleb Vassos, Nate Valenti, Josh Dunmire, A.J. Flick, Daryl Charlier, Susie Rudolph, Emmy Laboon, and Cody Catellus. In each one of those, the announcers at Jennerstown Learnerville in Pittsburgh uh, talk to the drivers, and one of the things they always mention is is there anyone you'd like to thank? Last week, Caleb Vassos did an outstanding interview and covered every one of his sponsors. Hopefully, the others will pick up on this trend. The worst thing they can say is, I want to thank my sponsors. They know who they are. That just drives me crazy. Some of the contributors as announcers at the various speedways include Nate Rigotti, Eric Westendorf, Brian Spade, Howie Bayless, and Tyler Harris. We hope that when the friends, family, and drivers hear the interviews, they can look them over and maybe spruce them up a little bit to make sure they cover their sponsors as best possible. Enjoy the interviews. Thank you. You know, the 54 still did a very good job of staying out of Dunmire's way. White flag in the air for Josh Dunmeyer. If Dunmire can pull it off and if there's no more cautions, Dunmire will win his first career race here at Jennerstown. In this division. At least in this division. Dunmire enters turn number four. And Josh Dunmire with another impressive performance. He's got the victory in the one-stop bottle sales pro stocks division race here tonight. Jeff Giles in second, Preston Cope third, Kyle Burkholder fourth, and finishing in fifth is Adam Kostelnik. That's your top five on the scoreboard, presented by One Stop Auto Sales. Up next, we'll talk to Josh Dunmire for his, after his first Pro Stocks victory th- in his career here at Jennerstown on Flow Racing TV. Um, even though there was a caution on lap two, he was out front. He's like, you know what? I deserve to be out here. So we're going to send it down here to Brandon Rossi. As uh, Josh Dunmire gets ready to come out for his first uh, career Pro Stock victory. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in the Pro Stocks division, your winner, Josh Dunmire. 
Josh getting some congratulations from family and friends and some teammates here as well. We're at Stoney's Beer Victory Lane at the start-finish line here at Jennerstown Speedway. Josh, come over here, please, as we'll talk here at Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. Josh, you had some victories in street stocks. It's your first win in the pro stocks. What's going through your mind right now? Wow. <laughs> I'm loving it. It's a lot of hard work put into this thing, so and my crew stays consistent with me. Anyone particularly you want to thank? I'd like to thank Morocco for making this possible. And uh, Mel's Restaurant, J&B Winery, Zambo's Tree Service, MPM Construction, Redefined Chiropractic, Poji Family Practice, Dunmar Auto Sales, and Somerset Family Practice, and my Aunt Dottie and Mark, and Holloway Construction. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Dunmire. Coming after, coming off of what happened two weeks ago, what does this win mean for you tonight? Oh, this win means a lot. Being intentionally wrecked like that by a driver that is a rookie, I mean, there ain't much more you can do with it. I mean, the car handles now, it works. I just hope he comes back and I can show him how to really drive. What was working for you? You won by almost six seconds. What was clicking for you tonight? Oh, Casey Flegel just had my car turning tonight. I mean, he, he's been helping us out with everything, and we have finally got some weight inside, and, I mean, it, it just turned like a dream tonight. Anyone you want to thank? Yeah, I'd like to thank Casey Flegel. I'd like to thank Rick Dunmire, uh, Dan Vassis, Chris Vassis. I'd like to thank Stoystown Auto Records, Schaefer's Contracting, Knuckleheads, MRES, Coal Miners Diner, uh, Dunmar Auto Sales and Service, uh, Amy and Brandon Adams, uh, Jake Achila Tressler, Berkey Excavating, WK Enterprise, Highlight the Waves, uh, Miller Builders. Uh, I like to thank Van Paul out in Florida who's uh, watching us right now, and Laurel Highland Property Pros. All right, I think that's everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Caleb Vassis. The last five weekends, Valente leads into turn number three by well over two seconds, 2.375 to be exact. White flag up for the bottom half. And now Nate Valente, he takes the checkered flag. Three of the last five wins for Nate Valente. Darren Mozzie in second. Ken Burkholder in third. Steve Singo in fourth. And Nick Nemec finishes in fifth. That's your top five on the scoreboard presented by Farmers Union Co-op. We'll talk to Nate Valente at Stoney's Beer Victory Lane in just a moment. Stay tuned on Flow Racing TV. That's three of the last five at Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. Come on out, Mr. Nate Valente. Nate Valente with a dominant performance. Again, he picks up his third win in the last five weekends. Come on over at Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. And Nate, dominant performance tonight. What worked for you? The good Lord above. Um, uh, last All this week we were at church camp. And, uh, man, you know, I was... I got refilled with Jesus, and it was just, you know, we already won. My girlfriend here gave her life to Jesus, and uh, that's already a win in itself. And, um, you know, I got, I got, yeah, man, man, he was with me tonight. Uh, it would actually be my Graham's, it was my Graham's birthday a few weeks, uh, a few days ago. She passed away. I know she was with me, too, but, you know. Oh, man, I wish Dale was here. He's down there in Colorado. I'm just ready for Kenny to come over and scream at me for everything I did wrong, so. Um, but, you know, I, I can't thank these guys enough. You know, three wins, you know, I don't even know what to say, dude. Um, you know, my dream right now is to make it in the NASCAR Truck Series. And I think we're well on our way to uh, 
to accomplishing that. So, um, you know, I was telling a lot of people, if it's in, the God, if it's in God's will, it's going to happen. And, you know, I, I truly believe that even if it doesn't happen, I still believe in God. Well, you're certainly on your way with performances like that. Anyone else you want to thank in particular? I want to thank AJ Pulljack, AK Chassis, Scott Electric. He made this amazing car. Pit Row, Racer Rewards Contingency Connections, and Joe's Body Shop as Hawk, wakes his brow, uh, Hawk breaks as well. I'm sorry, I can't talk, man. It's really hot in there. Um, just happy, you know. I'm very hobbled, and uh, I'll cut this off. So, All right, Nate Valente, everybody. Congratulations. Nate, we'll see you up in the booth in just a moment. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com. Howie Bayless covers a lot of territory, and we have a couple nice interviews that he did this past week that we want to share with you. Mad Dog, congratulations. But I know tonight, guys had a heavy heart. As uh, this week you lost your aunt, and I'm, I'm sure you want to dedicate this win to her. Well, yeah, I definitely want to dedicate this win to her. Um, she passed away on Wednesday with cancer, and uh, she was always a big supporter and everything on my racing and stuff. She was here the other night watching me race, and uh, <laughs> I know she had the best seat in the house tonight watching. And I'm sure she's up there smiling and everything. And uh, you know what? This, this car, this, all night you guys have found something with this 90J. And your team, you guys impressed the hell out of me a couple weeks ago when you blew up a motor winning a heat and you still managed to change motors and get the car out here that night. But earlier tonight, we're not really going to get into it. We're just going to say it wasn't the greatest first feature. But you guys went back to the crew, put, back to the pitch, and your crew led by your dad, put your heads down, thrashed on his car, and you almost gave your future wife a heart attack because this is like her dream night. Brother winning one feature and you winning the other. Yeah, it was definitely a good night with that. Uh, yeah, first feature, we had a really, really good car, but I think he thought we was out the road to demo derby. But uh, the car was really good. Uh, after that, we come in. My dad wanted to load up and go home. I was like, no, I'm going back out and I'm winning this thing for my aunt. <laughs> And I'm sure your dad's probably glad you did that now. And let's go ahead. What about this track, man? I mean, definitely a very racy track tonight. Yeah, it was It was really fast in the first one. And the second feature here, it kind of slowed down a little bit. It kind of got a little patchy. It was real slick getting in. And then you had to enter on the top and then roll down to the moisture on the bottom. And then ease up coming off the corner. But the track was really good, really smooth, and real racy. And let's go ahead and thank all these sponsors you have tonight. 
I think my mom, my dad, uh, my fiance Jenna, Josh, um, everybody helps out on the court means a lot. Randy, um, Gary's Auto Sales, Economy Furnace, uh, Ingram Engines, around look here. <laughs> Uh, Valvoline, Mike's Auto Repair, Cletus Motorsports, Doherty Motorsports, uh, Pax Auto, uh, Palo's Body and Color, Collins Roofing. This is in Slavic for helping out on the car, and he does a lot for us, and I, can't, I appreciate him. And, and one thing, you know, we, we talked about your app, but I'm sure this is also a big one for uh, in memory of Ron Slavic. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, uh, every time we hit the track, we're uh, racing for them guys from now on. Race fans, give a round of applause. 10th win of the year for the Mad Dog, Michael Doritsky. Ryan, welcome back to Latrobe Victory Lane. Thanks. Uh, track was good. Um, December is going to be something totally different. Uh, I don't know about starting behind all them guys, especially the way some of them's driving tonight, but we'll see what we can do, try to get two of them. You know what? Let's just enjoy this win for a moment. Uh, financial, I believe, is the biggest win of your career, $1,500. Now, one of your sponsors, Gary Sisson, um, we're going to announce right now, the invert is all cars on the lead lap are going to invert. Gary Sisson said, if, one, if any driver wins both, $200 additional going home. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's going to be tough, but we'll see what we can do. And just, You just never know what happens, I guess. But, um, you know, we'll, the track's going to slow down a good bit, I'm sure, by the time they get the rest of these guys out there. But... And then it'll be, you know, it'll be a lot slower and won't be just on the mat. So we'll just see what we can do and tighten her up a little bit and go from there. I mean, we didn't tighten up really much or really change much. I changed a couple little things just because I was trying to help buddy mine out. And then next thing I know, we were time to go. But, you know, I looked at the track. It looked like it still had a good bit of moisture in it. And, you know, with these crate motors, you can't be tight. So we just left it a little free. And I passed Braden and Troy, and I, I seen their wheel off the left. They must have been pretty tight. But, but all in all, a good night. Just uh, ready to get back and see if we can get another one. Why don't we go ahead and thank the pit crew and uh, sponsors that make this ride possible. Yeah, I got to thank R.W. Frazee um, for, for sure. Uh, Anger Mendrins, I got, you know, he just he treats me well, and, you know, they're always just running really good and strong. Um, they're Aka decals for making it look good all the time. G&H Trucking, Gary's Auto Sales, uh, King of Bungard, Penske Shocks, Mark Smith, MX Shock Therapy, Mason, um, just uh, Case Mintley Trucking, made by Jenna Frazee. Um, uh, Glade Pipeline Services, um, uh, Douglas Smith with Schaefer's Racing Oils. He helps me out a ton. I, I always forget him, I think. Uh, Schaefer's Transferring and Moving out of Somerset. Edward Fields Recycling and Salvage. Just everybody that helps and, you know, puts an effort in this thing. I got my uh, mom buddy Nathan and his, his um, soon-to-be wife, I think, um, come to help. And I uh, appreciate it a ton. It, it's, a lot easy, it's a lot better just to have somebody's eye. You know, especially someone that's been behind the sign behind a, in a car before race one to see to tell me what the car looks like. It's kind of hard for somebody that hasn't really raced, so that it's a big bonus. And um, yeah, I gave this one to my dad. Like I said, he just he's he got me here. He's the one that wanted me really to start racing. I wanted to race, but he's the one that actually went forward with it. And here we are. Yeah, you got to respect a guy when his 11 year old son says, "Dad," you might have called him "Daddy" back then. Whatever. I want to go racing, and he's like. Okay, and went down and bought you a car, and a week later you're out there racing. You you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your dad and your family. No, for sure. Just all the help that they, you know, they help they help me as much as they can at the racetrack, and I appreciate it. And just just got to thank everybody. Uh, I, I got to thanks to Bobby Lake too. When I first started racing, you know, he 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 told my dad to you know to for me to go down and take my new the car. I first my first late model I got down, and we put it together, and they showed me a lot about racing, and it helped a ton. I mean, just there's a lot of people that. I might be forgetting along the way, and 
just everybody, they know who they are, and they know they appreciate, I'm appreciative of them. Raise hands, give a round of applause. The Addison Assassin is here in Victory Lane. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. We're going to share some very nice interviews with Eric Westendorf from the Lernerville Speedway. For the sixth time already this season, we'll head down to Terry Bowser Excavating Victory Lane to talk to your feature winner, A.J. Flick, second of the 12 of Gallagher. Great drive tonight for David Cobb Jr. I believe would be his first Lernerville podium finish. Danny Shetler comes home fourth, Carl Bowser fifth. Last time I was down there, I said a certain run out of questions to ask you six times. That's a good problem to have. But the patience tonight is one thing that stuck out to me. You could have gone earlier. You waited. You bided your time. And when the moment was right, you got a two-for-one uh, to get into the top three. And then when the moment was right, you went around Cobb. Yeah, I mean, uh, this race, I, can't, I mean, we went another local race nonstop. This has just blown my mind this year. Uh, uh, my dad just stressed to me, be patient. Uh, we knew we'd have a decent enough car that we could at least race and get to the front. Um, I was surprised at how good Kolb was, so uh, congrats to him. He had a heck of a good run. Um, but, I mean, as, as, as soon as we took off, I lost, like, two spots, and I just tried to file in line and just pay attention to who the leader was, where the leader was, and just make sure that nobody got away. And um, we hit about the halfway point, and I'm in my head counting laps, and I was like, I should probably get a move on because I think we're running out of time. So, it's a good thing I started to pick up the pace a little bit when I did, but uh, there was lap traffic the entire race. Uh, I think Gallagher and Shetler ran side-by-side side for almost five laps, and the track was bottled up. So I just I, I had nothing to do, and I had to make sure I took advantage of every opportunity that was given to me when it opened up. The patience was great. The timing was perfect. Six feature wins. Track championship. Gary is the one who jinxed you if it comes to pass, but 
your your championship to lose more than a full night of points. It's got to feel good going into the last month of the season, being able to race for wins and not having to worry about the points. Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, last year we ended up getting the points and no wins, and this year it seems like we're getting all the wins and the points are coming to us. So, I mean, we just wanted to get in victory lane more and be out in front of all these fans that continue to support us and support the Speedway. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely fortunate that we're even here in the first place, but just happy with everybody that's been able to help out, keep making this car better, and it's shown this season. And all those people that support you, sponsors, family, crew. Yeah, absolutely. Got to start with the family, mother, father, girlfriend, Ashley. Uh, all the guys that come out and help on the team, Joe, Jordan, Dave, Brian, all those guys, Rod, my Uncle Doug who couldn't be here today, and then obviously everybody that supports this team financially, uh, Ferguson Heating and Air Conditioning, uh, Tracy, Nick, Alina, Parker, hopefully he can come out soon, and then Fence by Maintenance Service, Dave, Debbie, Dan, Ryan, Cody, all those guys, uh, Chernega Construction, Red Robin Gourmet Burgers, J.D. Byrider, Stanford's Glass. We've got a lot of good people here, and I wouldn't be here without them. And they wouldn't be sponsoring you if you weren't good people, too. And held race driver on top of that. Six feature wins already for A.J. Flick. Daryl Charlier has cleared the scales. He's on his way to Terry Bowser excavating victory lane. Clap out of the car. Let him hear you, fans. Daryl Charlier. So, Daryl, you've won a lot of races at Pittsburgh. You won here in a pro stock last year. What's it finally mean to win in a super late model here at Lernerville Speedway? I mean, beginning of the year, I didn't think it was ever going to happen. Uh, I'm not sure we were the fastest car tonight, but we were in the right place at the right time, and uh, I'm just glad that end of that race didn't go with them without any cautions. So, yeah, I talked about you've run a bunch of different things, a pro stock, a crate late model. What is the biggest difference between, you know, is there a big difference between winning in that pro stock last year and the super late model? Yeah, I mean, it's, everything happens so much faster in the super late model. I mean, you've got so much horsepower and, and – uh, Everybody's got elbows up the whole time, and uh, yeah, I just think everything happens so much quicker. So you got to be so much quicker on the on the wheel. I talked earlier with AJ Flick about patience, and you showed that same patience, and you waited up to the opportunity was right. Kyle ran a great race, but you picked the right moment and just shot right past. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I don't think I was the fastest car. I just tried to stay with them as much as possible. Uh, you know, I seen Flinter put his nose in there and, and try to make something happen, and they, they got together there, which you know. Their misfortune was my fortune, and uh, sometimes that's how racing goes. A win's a win in my book, so uh, we'll take it home. Sometimes better be lucky than good, but you are both tonight. Who all makes it possible for you to be down here? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Brad, um, you know, obviously let me drive these cars for him. Um, Spochaz Enterprise or Centerline uh, Motorsports. And uh, AMS Oil, Bob Seaman's Garage Doors, uh, Three Rivers Karting, AccuForce with the shocks, uh, BS Properties, Lakeside Beer, uh, I always forget them all. I need, I need to carry a list with me. But, uh, you know, especially the crew coming tonight. Uh, I know we were short on crew, but uh, I, I know everybody at home is watching. So I'm glad to pull one away. Don't forget your wife. And my wife, definitely. And she's my manager for sure. Always got your back, buddy. Feature win tonight. I've got a big hand for Daryl Charlier. Continuing with Victory Lane, we're going to get some nice interviews from Tyler Harris at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. He's climbing out of the car. Let's hear it for tonight's feature winner in the PPMS Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. It's the 1K of Cody Catellis. Mr. Catellis, we got to kind of hurry things along, but hey, let's take a second to celebrate. You did a great job out here. You really got this car honed in, I think, a second place finish last night at the Lernerville Speedway. You come out and you dominate here tonight. Did you hear Pole Jack coming? Because he was close there. 
Yeah, I seen him. He, uh, I like running with AJ. He ran me clean. I was a hell of a race. Um, this car's been pretty dialed in the last couple weeks. We're finally starting to get things figured out here. Hopefully, we carried on in these future weeks. Um, this one here is from my brother Logan. He uh, in the hospital right now. We had a little incident um, earlier this evening. So, um, you know, this this one for him. He puts a lot of hard work in these cars, and and um, I want to do this one for him. It's owed to him, and uh, I tell you what, speaking of Logan, you're going to step behind the wheel of his car here in just a few moments, so we're going to go ahead and wrap things up, but you got sponsors and people to thank. Let's take a second to thank them. Hoods Up Quick Lube, Top Care Lawn Care, um, Anarchy Customs, Greg Beach, uh, he's a huge help to us, Mighty Auto Parts, Royal Purple, Aluma Source, um, just everybody else at Upside. I'd like to thank my girlfriend, JC, my mom, my dad, my pap, my whole family, the Wildens here helping out, and just all you fans, everybody helps out, thank you very much. Did you think that this would come so quick, two feature wins in one season in your first freshman season in this division? Uh, it's a huge transition from the hobby stocks, but, you know, I, I love a challenge and starting to get my feet wet, and, you know, we're just going to try to keep progressing and getting better every week. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear one more time for tonight's feature winner in the PPMS Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the 1K of Cody Catellis. She's climbing out of the car. Let's hear for tonight's feature winner in the always safe flagging and traffic control young guns, Emmy Laboon gets it done here tonight. It's been a little bit, but man, you look good out there. I think you got things honed in. You struggled with this car, it seems like, this season, but you didn't struggle here tonight at all. Definitely. The track was actually good. High side was available, and the heat race was a mess, but we decided we wanted to pull in because of a little issue, and we fixed it, and now we're here. This is a learning division. This is so you can all get the ropes of what racing is like, not just here at Pittsburgh, just in general, though. How has your progression come? Obviously, I'm doing a lot better than how I did last year and a little bit in the beginning of this year, and I'm just learning things and trying my best. I told the fans out there, you closed the season out with a win last year. That was your first career feature win. You open it right back up here, first week of the season. You get the job done again. You win another one along the way. I believe this is career win number four. Does it feel better time you uh, park it here on the front stretch? Yeah, it definitely does. So what are we looking at for the rest of the season? You're in the points lead. you got a tough couple competitors coming through here. How cool is that? Uh, you've had them pretty much your entire tenure in this division, but when a lot of them are females, that's, that's pretty cool too. Well, I'm obviously going for the championship since I'm first, and then it feels a lot better that a lot of more girls are beginning to get into this and boys less. We've come a long way, and uh, let's take some time to thank the people that make this all happen for you. Well, definitely I would like to thank the refs. They helped me all year. And um, Nugent Contracting, Gage, he is a big help. Uh, Hoods up quick, Lou. I dedicate this one to Logan because he's in the hospital right now from the flip. But, yeah, uh, J&J, my dad, I couldn't do this without him. Um, uh, Paul's Tree Service and any of my sponsors I missed. Whenever you struggle in a season and then a night like this comes along, it, it makes the, uh, makes things kind of change a little bit. Are you feeling a little bit more comfortable now? It's definitely uh, really exciting. Yeah, I'm getting more comfortable in the car. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear one more time for tonight's feature winner in the always safe flagging and traffic control young guns. Emmy Laboon gets it done. She's climbing out of the car. She's got a cheering section. Let's hear for tonight's feature winner of the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders, the 55, Susie Q, Susie Rudolph. Well done, young lady. All smiles down here. Out of breath. I'll let you get, have a second here. I'll talk a little bit about that race. You and your dad go into tonight. You're tied for points and uh, you get the win here tonight. And now you're the official points leader. That's going to feel pretty nice. Yeah, it feels pretty good. But uh, I wish we didn't drop points like we did. But stuff happens. So it's 
good that I'm the one beating my dad for the championship, so I hope I get to stay there and can get another championship. A great race between yourself and Kyle Janice there for a while. You guys looked like you were having fun out there. What was going through your mind? Um, when I seen Kyle in front of me, it brought memories back of when me and him raced in the Young Guns, and he was a fun competitor in the Young Guns, and he was fun in this race. And seeing him in front of me kind of lit a fire underneath my butt. I don't like getting beat by boys, <laughs> so I was trying to give him girl power, and I saw like halfway and my, my steering got tight and it was hard to steer my car so I started praying that God would just give me the strength and ability to be able to steer my car and I did. You got it, John, here. Let's talk about the people who make this all happen for you. Uh, sponsors and your crew. Uh, my grandpa, he's the majority of it. My dad helped me. I'm glad I got to lap you. That was very fun. Uh, BJP Racing, Gino Heating and Cooling, and Windows RS. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it again for tonight's feature winner in the Crawford Auto Repair Open Four Cylinders, Susie Q, Susie Rudolph. All right, Dave Oliveri's back, and Dave, we're going to cover the results here, so why don't you kick things off? Here are the feature winners from Grady's Decision Night at Hummingbird Speedway. In the Economods, it was Bob McMillian, his second win of the season. In the Pro Stocks, it was a 500 to win special, the number 88 of Josh Field. His 27th win at Hummingbird, which is the most in division history. And in the super late model special, Don, it was a $3,000 to win. And John Lee picked up it that win, his first at the bird this season. Adam Pletcher, his first win going back to the first part of the year in the four cylinders. And the pro stocks, it was Josh Seipel, his first win at Hummingbird this year. Later, perfect weather greeted the competitors and fans as they entered Raceway 7 for the second Super Late Model Special of the season and were treated to another action-packed night of racing. Checker flags fell for Dave Hess Jr., Dustin DiMattia, Jake Uger, Brian McGarvey, and Chris Withers. Looking at the winners from Mercer Raceway uh, on Saturday, Jimmy Morris won in the Race Saver 305s. That was his 14th career win. Rex King Jr. scored his ninth Big Block Modified feature. Jeff Schaefer Jr. took his fourth Fast Track Modified feature. And Andy Thompson scored his 10th career Mini Stock race. Garrett Davenport and Brant Kramer won in the Junior Sprint Features. If you get any more interviews, tell them. An interview with Dave or Dawn means there's a feature win coming pretty soon. Uh, yeah, no pressure on us, is there? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. Thank you. Have a good evening. You do the same. On a beautiful, breezy Sunday evening, night three of the Big Mav Classic for the Allegheny 305 Sprints was held at Knox Raceway, sprint cars of all kinds were on a racing card for the evening. Capturing the Big Mav Classic for the Allegheny 305 sprints was Jeremy Cornbaugh and Jimmy Morris captured the three-race Big Mav Classic Championship. Picking up his second win in the Rush Wingless Sprint Cars was Gail Ruth Jr., doing double driving duties in both the 305 Sprints and the 270cc Micro Sprints. Jeff Weaver took home the victory for the Micro Sprints. Garrett Davenport took home the checkers in the Open Junior Sprint Division, while Derek Jones was the victor in the Stock Junior Sprint Division. 
Tim Schaefer paid an unexpected visit to Tri-City Raceway Park, and he carried home the lion's share of the purse in the 410 sprint cars. The 358 modified winner was Jeremiah Shingledecker as a substitute driver for car owner Kevin Hoffman. Ironically, Hoffman entered this event second to Shingledecker in the point standings. Shingledecker's win helped Hoffman to close the gap in the championship contest. That's a classic example of good sportsmanship. Taking the win in the Pro Stocks was Pat Fielding for the first time in his career. Taking the win in the Pro Stocks was Pat Fielding for the first time in his career. Dalton Spear returned to Victory Lane for the first time in a year in the Four Your Car Connection Mini Stocks. Generstown Speedway proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all, stand.